Here's the drill. I'm your history teacher from now on. We will call this class Gaming History X. We will discuss current events. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History X, the video game podcast that takes a retrospective look at contemporary gaming. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me tonight, as always, is my brother from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How are you doing, sir? Hey there, Fred. What's going on? Now that I came up with a catchphrase. By the way, you're going to hear my dryer in the background. Nice. My, yeah, and I, it's got jeans and zipper hoodies and stuff, so it's going to be a little bangy. Sorry. Oh, that's um, cool. But, but no, I, I, I got a catchphrase for the show. Okay. Yeah, it's retrospective like, look at contemporary games. Boom. I like it. Fits Cut, on a t- print, that, done. I don't know if that fits on a t-shirt, but... Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Definitely can't fit it on a hat, but maybe we can... <laughs> if we get an extra large hoodie, double X, we can get it on there. We can do a hat. We could do... We could start saying it around the bill, and then we just remind people mm-hmm. they got to keep going around the head. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, it's... It's... Not the weather hasn't really caught up, but it is fall. It is autumn, mm-hmm. and um, it's late September, mm-hmm. and Halloween's just around the corner. Which means uh, I've already started watching horror movies and doing oh. scary stuff. Oh boy! Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 theaters this year. Mm-hmm. Lots of scary movies. Lots of scary movies already out. I've already yep. seen three horror movies this week or in the last few weeks. Oh, so. Um, can't so get that, into it, man. I can't get into it. It's not my. That is definitely not my cup. Halloween's never been my thing. I mean, when I was a kid, it was right because you got free shit, you got candy. <laughs> yeah, like you can get down on the holiday. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, I obviously uh, I didn't have a kid until I was late in life. So from you know my twenties through all my thirties, you know, early forties, you know, I didn't have any kids. So it was mostly just people coming to my door grubbing, grubbing for their free stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, now that I got a kid, he's two, so he's still, you know, and my stepdaughter, she goes up, but she mostly will go out with her mom, and I'll stay behind to watch the house, you know, I'm that guy, especially with the baby, I'll stay with the mm-hmm. baby, but he's getting old enough where he might actually go, like, get yanked around in a wagon this year or something, I'm not even sure. Nice. Are but you going to sure dress him up as something? Uh, they have, like, a, there's, like, this Tigger costume that's sort yeah. of been in the family. Mm-hmm. I think she wore it when she was his age. But it's you know it's a it's a unisex costume for it. It's just Tigger. But yeah. uh, it, it is uh, he put he found it. I don't know where he got it from. He found it in in somewhere. They were like going through some clothes, and he he wanted to put it on, and uh, he likes it. He likes to bounce in it. You know, Tigger's bounce, and uh, it is the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. So uh, he'll probably be Tigger this year. Maybe he'll probably go out. But uh, yeah, for me though, personally, to me, it's just. You know, putting a bunch of shit up on the house and in the front yard that I don't want to do. And then uh, I have to take it down later. And then <laughs> I think my so wife sort of, does that stuff. Yeah, yeah. My, me. my wife has tough, you know, rubber made bins mm-hmm. full of like skeleton parts and fake tombstones yeah. and cobwebs and orange lights. And she likes to do every holiday up. That's why I can't build nothing in my fucking garage is because it's filled with <laughs> Tupperware bins for every season. And I'm yep. like two Tupperware bins for Easter. Really? Really? 
<laughs> what the fuck could be in there? So Bunny shit. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. But yeah, so Halloween's never done it for me. I've never been a super scary movie guy. Like, I don't sit down and watch scary movies. That doesn't oh, yeah. do it for me. I'll go for a good, good ha-ha jump scare with, mm-hmm. with people. But I would never just sit around like, it's Halloween. Let's watch this. Oh, although, man, I just love to scare the shit out of myself. Although the new Halloween reboot does... Uh, yeah. Not even reboot, but the... What, what it's, would you a, it's, it's a sequel to the first movie, they, and they yeah. basically cut out all the other ones, which is yep, good. It, yeah, it, it pretends this uh, that all the other sequels don't exist, including Carpenter is the... John Carpenter, writer and director of the first movie, is the producer of this movie, which means he's the money behind it, makes some mm. of the decisions. And he says it even pretends his sequel that the film studios made him make didn't happen. Good. Yeah, I they like all that. Sort of, they all sort of sucked. Remember which one? Was uh. it two? Mustafa Akkad came in as producer and he did, he was in the first movie, but he really took it over afterwards. I kind of liked the, I, I still controversially liked the back to back four and five with uh, Danielle uh, Harris as the, uh, nah. as the lead. But anyway, what were you asking about too? I don't remember. Which was the one that had zero, it was like a movie made three for season of the different. witch. Yeah. It, was, it was basically made differently, and they just slapped the Halloween they name on They made Carpenter right? keep making it, and he didn't want to make... So first of all, the studio said, you have to make a sequel, and he didn't want to make it about The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And um, somewhere in the negotiations, and he tells this story many times, so if you happen okay. to have any copy of Halloween, there's a... I'm sure there's a little making of featurette that explains this, but um, one way or the other, they said, make another... Michael Myers, The Shape movie. And so it continues the same night. The two movies are the same exact evening. We follow Laurie to the hospital, and he goes and slaughters a hospital and uh, tries to kill her and uh, ends up getting blown up in a, in a gas explosion in the boiler room. And it also kills Donald Pleasance's character, or so we think. And um, so then they told him, well, we, it didn't do as well. And then the studio comes back, and it might have even been with the help of Mustafa Akkad, who was the executive producer. He was like the money behind all this. And he says, I want another movie. And I think Carpenter was like, I, I will pen it. I will not direct it. Um, he didn't direct the second movie either. He just wrote it. And he goes, but I don't want to write about the shape anymore. Michael Myers. Laurie's on her own. I killed off Michael Myers in the second movie. I killed off Dr. Loomis. And they're the two favorites mm-hmm. Lori's cool and jamie lee curtis is great as a scream queen but she's not why they go see those movies they go to see loomis fight michael myers and uh so they let him do season of the witch which was the third one and it was supposed to be like a twilight zone thing and that's what he was hoping to do and of course the yeah the movie doesn't have michael myers in it at all it's about an occult who finds a way to use subliminal signals through mm-hmm. the television yeah. to when you have masks on it yeah, turns the, the kid's head into bugs. Yeah, yeah. It's a really kind of twisted concept. If you remove the fact that it's a Halloween, like it's got the Halloween branding mm-hmm. on it, it's actually an interesting little, again, Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side kind of side story. Yeah, I, I, I just remember being young mm-hmm. and watching that. And even at, at a, a young <laughs> age, being like, what the fuck does this have to do with Halloween? Yeah, uh, the you know of all the the franchises, people always say that the Nightmare on Elm Street movies hold up because they never really had a movie where Freddy Krueger's not the antagonist. 
Um, technically, in Freddy's Dead Part Two, he's living in the body of that boy Jesse. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it's always Freddy Krueger. Whereas both Friday the Thirteenth and Part Five and Halloween and Part Three remove their their slasher killers. And of course, right. both movies bombed very much. And there are people to this day. I was one of them for a long time, who like in their Blu-ray collection or DVD collection, when I had it on DVD, I owned Halloween, all of them except for three. Like, by rule, I wouldn't have three. And the same thing with Friday the 13th. On DVD, I did not have five, A New Beginning. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't have it. Um, (laughs) Then I decided to... Then I got older and less stubborn and said, fuck it, because it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and so I just... I have them all now. In fact, fun fact... I have um, a version of Halloween 2 on Blu-ray that has a bonus DVD that's the TV cut. It's longer. They added mm-hmm. a bunch of extra scenes because the movie was too violent to put on TV. So they had to have all these extra scenes of like bullshit filler, right? They're mm-hmm. not like interesting scenes. <laughs> They're just filler to make up for the two-hour time slot you need for a, a movie on television. So. Yeah, I um, I never really bought horror movies when I had a d- big DVD collection, uh, except for the cult ones, right? Like Evil Dead Two, you know, okay, shit like that. Yeah, that yeah, everybody owned, done, of right? Like <laughs> you had to own it. it was just, yeah. You know. <laughs> so, but I, I did own. Um, yeah, the cult movies everyone has to own. What's the other one? Seven. <laughs> there's a few the old school ones, but uh, the the uh, let's see, Nightmare on Elm Street. The only one I ever bought on that was a. Uh, Dream Warriors. Yes, Don Dawkins. Dream the Warriors. The greatest movie ever made. <laughs> As the greatest. greatest music ever made. If, uh, yeah, if you've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. three, even if you're not a horror guy, see that one. It yeah, is a Freddy, movie in and of itself. Freddy Krueger has a, a. You talk about catchphrases. He has a catchphrase <laughs> for every kill. Every single kill, he has some catchphrase, and he says it like you're supposed to know it already. Like he just yeah. already has all his catchphrases. <laughs> like, like it's his thing, yeah. It's yeah. the chair for you, kid. Yeah, like yeah. For, with Joey hit. Or no, that wasn't Joey. That was the other. He kills the drug addict girl. He's like, "What a rush!" Yeah. <laughs> and and the, like, the girl wanted to be on TV. That's where he says, "Welcome to prime time, bitch." The first time, and yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. So yeah. that's great. And then the only uh, Friday Thirteenth I've ever owned is the greatest one ever made, <laughs> which is Jason X. Thank you. Reason <laughs> out of Jason space. space. And then he gets rebuilt by Nato. Yep, <laughs> Nato by Bots. Nato Machines, and he becomes yeah. Uber Jason. In the yes. credits, it calls him Uber Jason. Yeah. I love it. Fucking amazing. And he's in that. Um, he's in the 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 hologram simulation, beating and he's just girl's beating <laughs> in a sleeping bag against a tree. <laughs> uh, it's well, um, you know what? Fun fact again, because yeah. I horror movies are clearly my thing. Yeah, um, uh, that's because in part seven. They had a sequence. There's a scene where he grabs a girl in the sleeping bag and just bashes her once against a tree and she falls out of the sleeping bag and her face is all bloodied up and people are like, with one hit against a tree. And the original sequence was him and he hits the bean bag against the or the sleeping bag against the tree like five times. And the fourth and fifth are in slow motion with blood just oozing out. <laughs> if you buy a modern day box set, it's part of the special features. Nice. And, that's not the funny part. Like, it makes sense that they they told him you can't do that for R. This was like an 88. The MPAA was really coming down on slasher films. Um, but it, what was funniest was the MPAA literally wrote notes that was like, 
it was like a brutal wielding of a sleeping bag to a tree as a weapon or something was in their notes. And they made it seem like hitting a person in a sleeping bag against a tree was like the most vulgar act one could do on a human body. And so it's been like a joke in the movies ever since that Mm -hmm. they try to find ways to have Jason bash a girl against a tree. Um or a sleeping bag girl against a tree. So, well, because uh, I think they make a joke about that in the remake as well. Um, I know that so, movie's that movie's wonderful though. Jason X, I actually um, paid a ridiculous. I didn't buy the box set. The box set came out on Blu-ray for only a short period of time, and uh, it's worth like four or five hundred bucks used yeah. today. Yeah, and they released each of the movies in the box set as like two pa- two pack Blu-rays. So like four and five are together and six and seven are together. And no, wait, sorry. It's five and six and seven and eight and one and two, you know, things like that. And so I started collecting all those and the rarest one, because it was only available for like a weekend <laughs> was Man, nine a, and 10. I don't know. Um, who, I don't know who wrote that movie, but, uh, uh I'm sure good, an IMDb nerd can tell you. All right. You Cause it was, uh, it's a spaceship people in case you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it uh filled with uh, horny college kids (laughs) that that find them it's amazing they literally do the exact plot of every other movie but what's the the odds what's the odds (laughs) amazing um but but yeah so trees here's the humbling part i paid i want to say 80 dollars for the friday 13th part 9 and 10 blu-ray um dual pack for mm. the single disc. And to this day, they've never re-released that. They really? did just recently release one through eight on its own, and it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks on mm. Blu-ray, uh, which is probably the better pickup. But nine and ten, you're getting those on DVD or nothing. I I like Jason X so much I bought the soundtrack, and that soundtrack kicked <laughs> ass too. You know what? That soundtrack's not half bad. Like, it, all kidding aside. It's like some heavy metal shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Going on. But... To take it all the way back to what we we started ranting about was the new Halloween movie, yeah, uh, the Bloomhouse production one or whatever. Mm-hmm. That has me super interested because it looks—I don't know if it looks scary. It just looks badass, man. And they got like a return the form for him, like the last trailer where he's just mm-hmm. like strolling in someone's shed. <laughs> yeah, but well, that, and there's like, some homage cuts, like right. the scene of him going through the kitchen is actually right. an homage to the beginning of uh, part two, actually yeah. of all things but uh, and i'm guessing that's like them recreating it because remember part two doesn't exist in that universe right right but man they they got him looking right his mask looks on point yeah like uh that looks that looks actually pretty good so and some early critics got to see it they didn't say any spoilers um but here's usually a good indicator i feel like critics are always out to shit all over anything because like that's right that's that's where the money's made that's where the clickbait is right right and they actually had uh, relatively it was a spoiler-free thing. I didn't read the whole thing, but I just read like their opening paragraph. And mm-hmm. they said, you know, it was surprisingly good. Um, <laughs> like, like they were surprised. It was, it was fun to watch. So that's good. That's good promising. Have you seen that? Uh, oh, what's it called? Um, Master or Lord or something like that. That that uh, Hitler's Army movie that's coming out in uh, early November. <laughs> um, no, what's it called? Oh God, what is this movie called? This is going to bug me now. Um, hold on. Let me see if it's in like a, a coming soon. Um, do, do, do. Here we go. Coming soon. It's got to be on here. Oh, Hellfest is coming too. <laughs> hold your breath on that one. Uh, here we go. Hold on. I'm almost there. 
There we go. It is called... It's going to drive me nuts if I can't find it. Overlord. <laughs> Overlord. Yeah, no, it no, I've heard... I've actually heard of it, but I haven't yeah. watched it. I know there was a bunch of... Uh, People talking about the trailer or something. Yeah, well, because it's two American soldiers uh, in France on oh, D-Day, shit. Shit. and they I come did. up on Hitler's I army. I yeah, did of like uh, the, the Legion trailer. of Underworlds. Yeah, it went Wolfenstein. It went totally. Yes, it totally went Wolfenstein. Yes, I did watch that trailer. Yeah, and, that it's, uh, cool. and it's funded by J.J. Abrams uh, by <clears throat> his bad robot companies. So. Yeah, I like I like shit like that. I like stuff that's a little different. You know, werewolf women of the SS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was good though. You ever watch any Grindhouse films? Like not the the Tarantino Robert Rodriguez Grindhouse film, but like true really? Grindhouse films. Nah, it's not my thing. No. Okay. Like okay, I, well. I I don't know what you consider. I wouldn't know. Like what... Cannibal Holocaust. Um. <laughs> you know what? My brother used to rent that shit. Okay. He used to go to um like a local video store back before the blockbusters and stuff. Right. And you remember those? And do you remember oh, there'd yeah. always be the shelves with the extra large boxes? They yeah. were porn boxes, but they were like, <laughs> yeah. they were for like those type of movies, right? They were all the cannibal movies. Yeah, it was like the grotesque section or something. Yeah, I don't know it, what to call it. Uh, in Europe, they would call them the video nasties. Um, and, and he rented yeah. one all the time. It was called like the Emerald Jungle or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were all called stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, there were, there were so many examples. Um but, you know, to a certain extent, and we won't get much into it, uh, I Spit on Your Grave was considered that for a long okay, time. Okay, I remember that movie. Uh, yeah, I see and that. And that movie, oh. that movie I always had issues with because, um, you know, uh, sorry, <laughs> for those uh, for those of you out there, there's going to be a trigger word here, so fair warning. Um, but, yeah, that that film is um, a horror movie based around rape, and mm. I can't oh, a get lot behind of that. Yeah, I can't. I it's it's not that I don't think you should make a movie like that. Like I'm not saying the movie shouldn't exist. Make whatever you want, and people will either flock to it or not. And I don't think it has any positive messages because the revenge she gets on those guys is brutal. Um, but uh, that said, I it's just not my. It's that's like my one like I draw the line kind of thing. I don't know why. Um, but I think again back to what I was saying. I don't really watch movies as much for like the gore. Like I don't mm-hmm. mind torture porn, like hostile and stuff like that, which I'm more tolerant of it than most. Right. Um, and I really love practical effects. I wanted to be in special effects and uh, I was actually in film school. I went to film school, Columbia college, Chicago. <laughs> and I remember taking my first special effects class and uh, they, they opened it up with molding with clay. And I said, okay. And they said, just mold something that looks realistic. And I said, I suck at art. I can't draw. I can't, color i can't paint and i'm terrible with clay and he goes then why the hell do you want to be in special effects i was like i want to make heads blow up and he goes yeah but you do understand in order to like convince someone that you're blowing up a head you need to be able to make a fake head that looks like a real person (laughs) and you need to draw it and then you need to color it and then you need to show people it you need to make schematics and then you need to sculpt it and I said, yeah. And he goes, if you can't do those things, then you can't be in special effects. Usually artists, that's why they call them special effects. Artists are involved in special effects. And it's one of those things, right, where you just, you find out at like 19 that your dreams, like it was one of the only <laughs> things I ever wanted to be. Like your dreams are squashed. You're in film school. You can make movies, but you can't do special effects because you're not artistically inclined. If you just aren't an artist, I can't draw. I can fuck up stick figures. Mm-hmm. My wife laughs at how bad I am at drawing. And, um, 
I just wasn't going to be in special effects. But I've always been drawn to those and then things that really scare me, right? Like like just the the uncomfortable sounds mm-hmm. in The Exorcist, you know? Or even that first Evil Dead, a lot of people say it's funny. And it is if you're having a couple beers with a bunch of friends, you know, and stuff like that. I don't that. think it is. But the first you, Evil Dead? Yeah, get yourself alone in surround sound and stay sober and have like a cup of tea. No, nah, I disagree. Evil Dead 2 in the dark. Evil Dead 2 is all types of funny and, and crazy, but Evil Dead 1, that has some weird indie creepiness. Yeah, the, the, the girlfriend in the hallway specifically where she's giggling yeah. at you. Like, yeah, that there movie, is some, that movie, there's some stuff in that. Movie's creepy as shit. Yeah, so um, this is not a, uh, a, no. a movie podcast, but we always start with shooting the shit. That's right. <laughs> so, but yeah, and, I'm happy uh, for your I'm ha- I'm happy for your Halloween season and all your scary movies you're gonna watch. Well, what I'm gonna start doing is doing um on weekend nights. I think I'm gonna start streaming. I need to get in the habit of streaming. I'm kind of segueing into video games, mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to do Extra Life this year. So I'm gonna do the 24 hour live stream. Nice. And uh, for for kids charity, I'm actually doing it for uh, in Kansas City. The only uh, endorsed uh, Extra Life is uh, University of Kansas Hospital or KU Med. Um, and, uh, and so I'm going to be using their pediatrics for my sponsorship. Uh, my goal is $150. I think I'll hopefully hit it. Uh, haven't really been pushing for donations yet. And, uh, and that's what the streaming will also help with, I think. And I'm going to do a big campaign. In fact, you know, this is kind of part of it. Um, but to get out there and I'm going to be giving away some stuff and, and having lots of ways people can win cool things and then giving out content. Like that's another thing is like, I'll make gaming history 101 shit people have been waiting for forever. Like, you know, like Cron CD. <laughs> and it'll be like, if you will donate, I will get this stuff going. Um, but uh, but yeah, so to make up for it, I'm going to do streaming on the weekends. Uh, and I think I'm going to do late night streaming and do like horror games. I'm thinking about playing that 2010 Splatterhouse uh, starting like this weekend, I think. There you go. So, yeah. That's always fun. Play through that game that I could, I never could finish. Is that uh, Crimson Butterfly there? Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. Two, yeah. Project Zero in Europe. Yeah. yeah. That game always freaked me out. I could never finish it. Yeah, I do want to play through those. I actually have um, all five. I have one through five, man. Mm. Nice. Uh, four was only in Japan. I have a Japanese Wii that has um, that has a weird mod to it. Now, I've also soft modded my other Wii, so I could do it on that one too but it has a weird mod to it where it translates it to english but just through the sd card so if i just run the game without the sd card in there it's in japanese but if i run the game with this sd card in there and load a specific save it's in english so nice. anyway yeah because that one was only in japan but uh the fifth one was on wii u it's digital only you download it for free and then when you finish the second episode they charge you they they say 50 bucks to keep going and so I bought that, and then I have one, two, and three. I have both the disc version on PlayStation Two, and then I also own the PS Three, like digital releases of them. So it's all covered. It's got it covered when it comes to Fatal Frame. Yeah, and I've only played. Well, no, you know what? I played the second one. We did the Game Club on it, um, but I haven't played one or three, <laughs> and I haven't gone back and done two ghost places, man. Like, where did do you recall when you stopped? Um. Because I think I know where I could see you stopping. I don't remember, man. I mean, well, I played it once <clears throat> in some ghost in a kimono that was like bent over yeah. backwards, came running at me, and I went, fuck this. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't play that anymore. <laughs> and then I did go back to it years later, 
it it didn't scare me as much. Mm-hmm. But I I got to some I want to say I got to some puzzly parts right because you find stuff in like a you do it's you know because you're wandering through a town basically and you're in haunted houses but there's no right. villagers there's no one there right um, but there is a scene where you go into this one room and it's like a immortal demon and it takes up like both stories and it's all big and and fady and it has really imposing music and the thing laughs at you and then it no. kills you if you're in the room too long i think uh, uh, that might happen to me i don't know yeah, there's a whole lot of fuck that <laughs> i didn't like it and then i know you had that weird obs- uh radio thing or you put the crystal yep. in it and it would just do that weird exorcist backwards talking bullshit yep <laughs> staticky ghost talking stuff and i was like nah straight out of silent hill i'm i'm all right i'm good with this shit by the way, did you know that today is the 17th birthday of, I think the 17th birthday of Silent Hill 2 in um, America? Oh my God, did I? <laughs> Who doesn't, Fred? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. You know, you know how the video game sites are always looking for something to write an article about, and somebody wrote about that. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah. Did you ever play through Silent Hill 2? I love Silent Hill 2. That's the only one I really liked. That one's fucked up, though. It's pretty good stuff, Especially man. the ending. A lot of weird well, stuff in the end. There's two endings, but both mm-hmm. of them are tragic. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah. So I'm going to be playing through those, and then uh, my my 24 hour live stream just to keep people out of suspense is it's going to be on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash VGPTGS. Yes, oh. I'll have a bunch of links and post something up on the site. But it's going to be 9 a.m. Eastern on October 20th, which is a Saturday, all the way through to 9 a.m. Eastern on October 21st, which is a Sunday. So. Yeah, I've got some, and that was that list I was looking for before oh. the show. I've got some stuff lined up. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I should tell people what I'm planning on playing so they can anticipate it? Or should I? I usually kept them a secret, and I feel like that actually worked against me. Yeah, people would probably like to know what you... Like, I'm not going to do exact times because or, with live streams, things like shift. Or I would have some mainstays. Right, that you announce right, that you're so gonna play. Yeah. Then you pepper in between just weird little shit things you want to check out. That's a good idea. That's uh, how I'll do it because I already know some of my biggins. That way, people will tune in for the stuff they want to see. Like, oh, he's gonna play through this. This will be good. And then in between, you just throw in some weird shit, and they go, "What is this?" Yeah, because I know? do want to play the overnight. I want to play a horror game overnight, uh, mm-hmm. like a you know, like a six to eight hour game. And I'm gonna need to take breaks. Right, I'll have to take breaks from those. Um, I think maybe people want it in a straight shot, but Mm -hmm. I would assume people would want me to break and do a different game or at least once in between, maybe a really cheesy full motion video game in between. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a USA up all night type shit, right? I used to Um, love USA up all night. Yeah. Did you know that I tweeted at Rhonda um, and she tweeted back? No. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That happened like three years ago. No one cared. I didn't know she was her. still alive. But yeah, and she's on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. I, uh, yeah, I had a thing for her back then. I think all prepubescent boys had a thing for her back then. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, like, she was even in, um, I think she's the female lead in um, Toxic, Aven- Toxic Avenger 3. I think she oh, yeah. plays um, Toxie's girlfriend. I remember uh, my, in all my Sarah or whatever. I remember my brother. He, yeah. Uh, he had the Playboy where she was in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Rhonda. 
used to keep him in a box, like in his closet, like classic eighties, <laughs> nineties bullshit. I remember sneaking in there, like, oh my god, it's Rhonda. Yeah, before the internet, kids, we had our porn in boxes. cardboard boxes hidden in a. <clears throat> well, we didn't, but all the all the siblings did. We'd yeah, that's true. Steal. Ours was in the forest. That's right. You just find porn. a box and ban and build it. What's this? Someone <laughs> left this perfectly good box of porn laying there. <laughs> Crazy, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, up all night was awesome. Guilford yeah, Garden, so it was funny too. So just so people know, if you want to mark your calendars, I will give ideas. I think like Trees said, so like like a highlight where it'll be like, well, I'll kick it off with this game, and this will be the game we're playing overnight, and this and that. And you'll probably have a good feel for like when to tune in throughout the day based off of what you want to see. We are going to have the uncanny um, rematch of my, my wife and her brother um, fighting each other at Mario Kart. Trees, we've got it on video. Uh, we did a live stream about like two or three years ago and she beat him by 0.001 seconds nice and we have it on video and he was so mad because they both crossed the finish line at the same time so of course he wants to do a rematch and we're gonna do that so that'll be um, fun yeah yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see so we will have that and uh, i got one of those new uh, analog uh, super nts so it'll be a nice you know crisp hd signal we'll be doing the competition on and stuff like that. And I'm going to be on uppers the whole day, you know, like just oh, <clears throat> nice. crazy shit to stay awake. So nice, uh, but it'll be fun. So if you want to donate, uh, there will be a link um, with in the show notes of this, and it'll be a big post on the top of the homepage by this point. Um, so you'll be able to check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, early donations would be appreciated. Um, I'll be giving away some uh, some digital content, and then I think I'm going to give away a console, either a, a Dreamcast or an N64. I might let the winner pick. Nice. But I'm going to make it like you have to get to a. It'll be for like anyone. I think I'm going to do anyone who donates five dollars or more, and we have to raise uh, the hundred and fifty, and then I'll give away either a Dreamcast or a N64. But Cheesier, smaller things will be like, you know, what do you want to see, you know, on the live stream or this mm-hmm. or that. We'll do some audience voting and stuff like that. But anyway, it'll be fun. People can tune in. It'll be on YouTube. That'll be a blast. And we'll what be day, all up what, in the What's Discord. the date again? Saturday, October 20th through Sunday, October 21st. It's 9 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Eastern. <clears throat> I, try to, I try to tune in myself. Yeah, yeah, and of course I'll be blowing up the Twitters and everything, so follow at mm-hmm. the real GH101 or uh, at Spiders Venom, and there will be definitely plenty of pimping. Um, so, so yeah, but uh, yeah, so why don't we uh, switch gears and have you talk about something, because I've been leading the conversation with my oh. all horror-based stuff. Well, I don't know, let me just run through my two weeks real quick with you. One, Shoot. I stopped drinking Red Bull Mountain Dew. Hmm. It's been about three days. I got over the initial migraines. I slept for about 12 hours yesterday, off and on. Oof. And now I'm feeling a little better. Yeah, I was up to like uh, two Red Bulls a day and like three Mountain Dews. Oh, see, I never really was a big drinker of either of those. Yeah, and I was drinking the big Red Bulls too, not the little skinny can. So it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I was like, you know, I got to knock this off. So – I did that, and of course, I chose. Uh, you know, I um. What else did I do? Well, I kept my word, Fred, from last time we talked, and oh. I drunkenly uh, texted you pictures of weird <laughs> slot machines when I was at the casino. Yes, you did. 
Yes, you, know? you did. That it was took, a that was actually a very positive night, despite what was going on right, in my life right. that night. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> yeah, I uh, I kept doing it until I got drunk enough where I just did, wandered off and stopped yeah. texting you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that night that night I I got pretty drunk myself and uh, actually woke up in the middle of the night. Actually, in the middle of the night, I woke up at three a.m. on the couch. And, uh, I, you know, all devices are smart now. Mm-hmm. Both my Xbox One and my television had turned themselves off. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I booted up my Xbox One and, you know, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider autosaves at right. certain points. And so I looked at my last autosave and it was from like 12.05 a.m. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, so I passed out at like midnight. <laughs> yeah, because I was probably texting you between like, what, like 11-ish or 12-ish well, that was your time. My Remember, time. I'm That's behind I mean, you. So yeah. Your early. first text comes in at about 10 o'clock at night, my time, 11, your time. Okay. And so the I'll- last one you sent me was the the Beetlejuice machine at uh, midnight, <laughs> your time. All right. So, yeah. I, and I didn't – I think I went back up to my room 1.30ish, and I was pretty, pretty lit, you yeah. know. Usually, I'm out on the floor until like 4 a.m., but I was like I, – I had to get home the next morning for the – the kids on the bus and shit so i couldn't be up all night acting crazy so <laughs> you know so yeah that's my one one night out every other month i get to myself where i can go and safe environment have some drinks gamble yeah. a little uh but yeah there wasn't much in the in the way of new um video game based uh slot machines so the pac-man one i sent you has been there before yep. um the zuma one that's in a long list of those because it was like a Temple Run one. There was a, I can't remember what the other one, Bejeweled. There was a Bejeweled one there for Tell a while. Tell me there's a Fruit Ninja one. Um, <laughs> no. No, that not a gambling one. I've seen those at Dave and Buster's, but I haven't seen a Fruit Ninja <laughs> one where you can make money. But it seems to be those 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 mainstay of uh, you know mobile games I've seen. Uh, not even mobile games. So the, uh, stuff with Temple Run. Yeah, because was there even like a Bubble Witch or a Candy Crush one? Candy Crush. I have a Candy Crush one. Okay. But I want to say the the Zoomer and the um. Do you remember the the, the when they started putting when Bejeweled Blitz came out on Facebook? Yeah. There was sort of like a big burst of like Facebook leaderboard type games. <laughs> yeah. Like Zuma and like that. Like the, all of a sudden those things cranked out into slot machines all over the place. Um, that plays. The Space Invaders one I sent you was new. That one was pretty badass. It was, yeah, uh, I, I'm almost <clears throat> thinking about using it as the art for this episode. It was pretty awesome, man. It had like, um, you know, the main reels. Obviously, it's all digital, you know. Mm-hmm. The main reels had like the old Space Invaders on there that looked like the old sort of vector graphics. But of yeah. course, like the other panels would be like the old artwork from the side of the cabinets and stuff. It was pretty sweet. And then if you got enough, bo- what you do, Fred, is on certain s- rows, you would get uh, quarters. And you would save up these bonus things and equal up quarters mm-hmm. on your on the side of the machine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm doing there on the other side? I am seeing what you're doing. And there. I'm what, actually looking. What would happen would be if you run out of money, and you want to walk away, it would be like, hey, you got these extra quarters on the side. You're going to lose them if you don't keep playing. Or you can just play them now and you get to play the little Space Invaders bonus game at the top. Which is like <laughs> old school yeah. Space Invaders. But see, the more quarters you use, 
the more bonuses you get. So they just want you to keep pumping yes. money in to add up your quarters. <laughs> you know. They use the draw of the arcade to yes. add an additional draw to the casino. Yes. That's so, so silly. genius. But I think I was texting you. I can't remember exactly what I was saying, but I think I was texting oh, you. I games, games like that, you don't make any money off of. You're yeah. almost paying for the fun of it. But, uh, you know, the, the old school, a lot of the old slot machines, you, you, you'll get some money off of. But those new ones, you strictly put, you know, someone has to pay for those fucking things. Yeah, you're like, the thing about the flashy new games is they don't pay out. Just fun to play. Just like real video games. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's no payoff. This is your life. He also says, I've played Pac-Man before. It's super flashy and fun. Won't pay you anything, though. That's That was like Tree's thing. He was like, yeah, this one's cool. He sent me like a thing of Anchorman because he's like, here, because why the fuck not? And, and like, but... You'd always throw in stuff where you're like, yeah, yeah, it looks cool, but it ain't paying you shit. <laughs> like, that was like your theme of the night was like, look at this cool thing that will never make me money. <laughs> That's right. Don't go into that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and for me, what was going on that night, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but that same night, um, I did unfortunately have a death of a, a relatively close relative of the family, but not an immediate relative. And... Um, I've always just been one who celebrates someone's life uh, in their death. And so um, I went and picked up her favorite uh, whiskey. Um, Not too much. You know, I'm still, Mm -hmm. you know, I just bought a pint, which is a a half bottle. So it's a decent amount. You know, there's eight drinks in there. Um, And I didn't finish the whole thing off, but I had had six of them. So (laughs) it was a good night. Um, and, uh, and, And I drink in a different way than probably most people. I just do a shot and then drink water. Mm. Um, so, uh, it, at the very beginning of the night, I'm sipping it, but then by the end I'm, I'm doing shots and drinking water. And then I just set a timer so that I try to let at least 45 minutes go by before I have another. Cause what'll happen is you'll front load them with liquor and then you'll just be all liquored up and <clears throat> yeah, waste alcohol to me. Um, but I was having a good time just remembering her trees is texting me all this yeah. shit. Didn't have anything to do in the morning. I was playing video games. I was honestly playing like a marathon round of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It was um for a somber night, it was uh, a pretty great night, actually. <laughs> so yeah, we watched I- one of her favorite movies growing up, which was Predator. Nice. So yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, I didn't win any money for it. Out of yeah. all that, I just I sorry to hear pissed that. away a little and drank. But you had fun, right? It sounded like you were having fun, but at I least do. when I you always, text messages. I always have a good time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I asked a uh, a hipster kid where he parked his bike with the giant front wheel. Because <laughs> this fucker, let me tell you something. Oh, please. I am not someone, and, and I'm not a troublemaker. I don't set trouble. I'm not a bully or anything like that. I, I sometimes make wise ass comments that might come off like I'm being a jerk when, you know, I'm expecting other people to laugh and they're just like, well, who's this fucking clown? Because they're not as drunk as I am. You see? Right. Right. <laughs> Is, did I just explain what, uh, what's wrong with most drunk people? I think so. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, you did. But, uh, there was this dude sitting at the bar, like a little ways down. And, uh, he was hipster to the max and I'm listen. I have nothing against hipsters. I'm sure everybody's very nice, but when you urban Bohemia is a very nice place this time of year. But when you got like, when you look like you're like 12 years old and you have a handlebar mustache, yes. a pointy goatee, and your hair is parted on one side and slicked over, which uh, with 
I, I guarantee you, is a, he has some old school pomade bullshit he found <laughs> on some fucking old store somewhere, right? And uh, I shit you not, he was wearing like a uh, a tweed, like it, like a brown tweed jacket that looked like someone who taught at community college from like the seventies with the mm-hmm. elbow patches and everything. And he was just sitting there, and he looked miserable as shit. Like he was just he, and then all of a sudden, this the hottest blonde I ever seen, in the shortest skirt I ever seen, came over and draped herself on him, and was talking yep. to him. I knew that's and, where that was going. And like you know, not not like she just met him; like they were a couple. Like no, no, on, yeah, they like, went there together. Like come yeah. on, honey. And then he still looked fucking miserable. And then went walking by, and I started laughing, and I said, I, <laughs> and I said something defective. I thought I seen a a bike with a giant tire. Over there or something. <laughs> I can't remember what I said. But I was referring to those old old ass bikes with the big front tire. And yeah. uh, she looked and she kept staring at me and, and smiling at me and he was just looked miserable. And then I had to justify uh in my drunk brain why she was with him. And I just basically kept to the fact that she was a hooker. <laughs> that's how I that's how my my, my oh that place yeah no I'm yeah, sure that's what it that's was that's how my yeah. petty drunk brain uh, justified that kid being with this smoking hot blonde because I was just like <laughs> you, you obviously paid for her. and she's but just he's hey, got you. a really nice personality he must be he must that <laughs> you know I don't he's charismatic know. sells himself uh, <laughs> anyways that was my night there um, let's see movie wise I didn't watch any movies Fred I did watch two trailers today one for Bumblebee. Ooh. Did you see uh-huh, the new Bumblebee yeah. trailer? Yeah, we went and saw. Uh, I took my daughter to um, House with the Clock in Its Walls. And okay, there was a Bumblebee trailer on that. Was so. was the one that showed Shockwave? Yep. And um, what's his name? Uh, sound. Um, Jesus. Starscream. Nope. The Boombox. Jesus. Soundwave. Sound. Yeah. Who am I? Is it Soundwave? No. Wait. There's Shockwave, right? Okay, hold on. Shockwave's a purple Boom guy with the like box transformer. Say, how come my brain's going blank here? His name is. People are going nuts, right? Blaster. Now. Oh my god, no! That's what they're saying. No, stereo cassette player, commonly referred to as a boombox or a ghetto blaster. No. Oh, it's Soundwave. Okay, Soundwave. Soundwave. Yeah, yeah, it is Soundwave. So what's the other guy's name? What's the purple guy's name with the little little like octagon head? The little Septagon head there. What's his name? What's his name? Shockwave? He's Shockwave. Uh, am, I, am I thinking it's wrong just because the names are too similar? <laughs> but is actually- Shockwave Transformer. Okay. He's purple, Hold right? On. Yeah, that's totally him. Yeah, that's Shockwave. Yeah, so okay. it's, so it is, it's Soundwave and Shockwave. I think we just, just never put those together yeah, when we were kids. <laughs> I think just because it was so similar in, in, in name, I was like, that ain't that, but it is that. Yeah. Anyways, they showed them in the trailer and I lost my shit. For the <laughs> and I hate the Transformers movies. I think they, that guy Michael Bay, bought they fuck those up. I don't know how you can fuck Transformers up so badly with dick jokes and fucking <laughs> booty shorts, but he did. He made two Transformers <laughs> that were a yeah, derogatory take on Rastafarians yes. called Skids and Mudflap. Can you believe? I, I remember. Unfortunately, I remember. And, it would be um, hilarious if it wasn't so sad. Um, but oh yeah. God. But oh, but it, it's funny that all people ever wanted was the 
to the G1 Transformers and they just couldn't do it. Yeah. And so yeah. I love how they had to make a prequel movie <laughs> so to basically do. erase all those other movies and make this yep. one. And this one looks great. And you know what else I saw a trailer for actually um and this is topical, I promise. Um in that movie was uh this week. Um, in fact, on the 27th, so if you're listening to this, you're l- hopefully listening to it on the day you're downloading uh-huh. it, which is the 20s. It comes out on the 26th. Um, a Fathom event at AMC Movies. They're doing, just on the 27th, one night only, the original 1985 Transformers animated film. In you're theaters. right. You're right. I did. I heard about that. Or I seen that yeah. on Facebook. I seen it somewhere. It's the only reason I don't want to go. I was going to take my daughter to it. Um, the only reason I don't want to go is it's nineteen fifty a ticket. Oh my god, that's a lot of money, man. That's it is a lot, but you know, see Optimus Prime die, you know, and you got the touch. Yeah, I know, <clears throat> but the anyway. last, the last um, role of um, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy who played uh, Rosebud there. What's uh? Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Orson Welles. Uh, thank you. Yeah, he played on the Kron, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, that was his last living role. He didn't want to do that either. You can tell when you listen to it. <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. When it's they... like Raul Julia's last role was M. Bison. It's a, True. It's a curse. So, um, and then the other trailer I seen uh, was Mary Poppins Returns, and uh, I welled up and I almost cried. I shit you not. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, my God. I, um... That was a movie that uh, was always on when I was real little. Hell yeah, me too. Magical World of Disney and shit. Like it was always on, and I and I even as a kid I was like not into it, but something must have stuck in my brain, like something about the the tone, the tone of that music, the way they that you know Julie Andrews right, the way she sang stuff. Yeah, she's fantastic. And the way she sang stuff in that movie, and then like the the two D animation, which is I mean back then it was all they did, but. But when they go into that sidewalk drawing, but, it's just really good. But the new trailer, when she does uh-huh. a little bit of, you know, uh, Emma, what's it? Um, who's playing her now? Um, Is it Emma Stone? Nope. Emma Watson? No. Emily. Hold on. Emily. No. Emily Blunt. So. There we go. You got it. So when she does a little bit of singing and then they do that thing where it goes back into the mm-hmm. 2D uh, cartoons in, they show the penguin and stuff. Yep. yep. I don't know. Something really hit me, <laughs> like the kid. I don't know Trees that was five again. Yes, that little kid string in there. I don't know what it was, man. I, I welled up a little. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" All right, I gotta, I gotta take a shower or the, something. <laughs> the <laughs> only <laughs> thing I want to see though is I loved Dick Van Dyke's character. Um, there was something about the the way he sang in that, mm-hmm. like Mary Poppins. It was just the way well, he he played that character. He had a bad. The accent is what it was. Yeah, he did have he a bad accent, but he didn't even but try. I just I like the way he played that character and I really dug the chimney sweep song. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what it is Chim- now, but I just mini, remember that choreography mini. very distinct. Chim chim um, tree. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And I just really that was the part of that movie that really well, he's in this I, one. I dug that. To show him dancing on a table. It's amazing. Awesome. Anyways, um and then do you want me to uh, tell you what games I've uh, I've been up to? Sure, we'll sure. Rolling right in. Uh, I'm about 16 hours in the Dragon Quest 11. Somehow, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's been plan. two it's been two weeks. So you think I would have been more? But no. 
but no, not at all. The bit I've been playing, that game's amazing. Awesome. That game's fun. I'm never bored. The little bit I get to play it, I want to keep mm-hmm. playing it. I just can't. Um, <clears throat> let's see. More Street Fighter, uh, 30th anniversary of my Switch. I actually bought uh, hand grips for when ah. it's in portable mode because uh, when I play at work, um, I don't know. When I when I play badly at work, I get very frustrated, very angry. Okay. And someone at work had the hand grips that snap on the back. It's like a frame. It snaps on the whole back of the switch, mm-hmm. the joy cons. And you can I, I play. He let me borrow those for one one break, and I I was smoking, smoking people. <laughs> so I uh, ordered myself a got pair on Amazon, and yep, I got myself <laughs> a pair. And uh, I gotta say. Uh, Remy from Third Strike might be my favorite uh, Street Fighter character. Well, there you go. Uh, they should bring him. Is he in the new ones? I doubt it. Remy's not in. Um, they need to bring five. Yeah, they need to bring him out. He's. I've been uh, playing a lot with him, and uh, I've been playing online a little on the Switch, randomly nice. online, Fred. And uh, <laughs> you know, did you buy the online subscription? That's the other thing. I was gonna say I did, I did sign up for that. Just, okay. just not even that. I played tons <laughs> of stuff online, but um, yeah, just because it's in our nature, Fred. You know the deal. Yes, you know the deal. Yeah. You just have to have. You got to have all your shit in, in up to date. Yep, you got to be ready to go. So, I did the the family plan because my daughter has a profile. On the switch gotcha. too, so I paid the what the thirty whatever, thirty five bucks for the year mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I got my twenty NES games, yeah. Which um, I did. I guarantee you, what every single person, ninety nine point five percent of the people did with them, which was click on each one for about thirty seconds and go, "Yep, okay." Awesome. So am I the only weirdo who, like, I ran through uh, two runs of Gradius, managed to almost beat the game? Still got it? <sighs> I, I turned on, I think I turned on every single game. It was just like, okay. You know what else I did, Trees, what? was uh, have you, uh, if you make a Japanese account, which isn't hard. I've seen you. Just... you. i seen you online and it had some Japanese <laughs> <Okay>. characters <laughs> under your name, what you were doing. So. And I do. I, I've got all the regions because you can make them all. I have Mexico because fun factories uh, in Mexico, they sell the same games they sell here for cheaper. I bought Hollow Knight for seven fifty mm. instead of what it was normally priced at. I don't know why it was cheaper in Mexico. Is and it in I, U.S. dollars when you have to buy it? Or? You, can't, you buy it in um, Mexican pesos, but uh, it charges your credit card U.S. dollars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, and I uh, and I don't store the credit card information, but yeah, I bought it. And then I also bought. Um, there was another game that was like cheap, like that. Uh, it was Hollow Knight, and um, forgot the other one. Uh, but yeah, you can just buy them for for cheaper. 
And then Europe and Japan I have for their exclusive stuff. So what you can do, Trees, it doesn't even have to be part of your family plan, but you're welcome to add them to your family plan. You just get on it. You make a Japanese account. You just go register for a Nintendo account. And when you get the drop down of what country are you in, you just pick Japan. And that's all you have to do. Mm. And then you log that account into your Switch. When you go into the store, it will be in Japanese. Chill out. On the main page, especially right now will be the Famicom uh, uh, collection, uh, which is a free app. And you download that. But then what you do is when you go and launch it, it'll ask you what user do you want to launch it with. And that's what I do with all these. Like when I buy Hollow Knight on the Mexican account, I don't play it on the Mexican account. Mm -hmm. I launch it. And when it says, who do you want to launch it with? I pick my account, my Spider's Venom account. Same thing with the Famicom. And if you have... Nintendo Online, it'll let you play the Famicom games. Now, here's the part that will probably not interest you. Well, like, lo- make you lose interest. The game list is the same. The only benefit there is um, certain games are the Famicom Disk System versions, which have extended soundtracks. So I was playing Legend of Zelda on it because it's got a completely different... Sa- I wouldn't say completely different. It is a modified version of the soundtrack. Um, so it sounds different. Mm. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like certain sound effects that are so distinct to you are different in the Japanese version. Um, so I wanted to play through it and I still got it. I, uh, I know the run you can do where you immediately walk to the right and you kind of walk around the beach and the perimeters and you bomb the right places and you get all six, uh, hearts. And then you just walk up and get the white sword before even, or the silver sword, depending on how people view it, um, before even uh, entering level one. So I had 10 hearts before I quit for the night uh, in, in about eh, 90 minutes time. Yeah, I don't, it's funny, man. I don't have the, it's weird that, <clears throat> that era, I don't have that much nostalgia for it. Okay. Which is weird. Cause I mean, I played, I, I want to say when NES was out, I was probably junior high-ish age. Okay. I think I was in junior high when the NES came out and, but I played a shit ton of everything. I have more nostalgia for games I played in my 20s, like PS2, Dreamcast era, PS1. I think that's a stuff. lot of people. You know, the old stuff, it's like, I don't know, man. I All those games, like even stuff that I remember playing like ad nauseum, like, like pro wrestling. Like mm-hmm. I put that on. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good. Ice hockey? No? Yeah, I played tons of ice hockey, but I put that on and it doesn't. Just doesn't hold my interest, man. The NES versions, I just... I mean, I've heard arguments that, uh, you know, nowadays, as time goes on, like, it's me, I tried to go back to the Atari stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I bought that Atari collection. I just can't. Right. So, like, Yar's Revenge can hold me for a while, as can Pitfall, but, like, eventually, it's just like... Although... 20 minutes goes by, and you're just like... I do really like those uh, NES Joy-Con controls. <laughs> I'm a sucker, man. But, uh... Yeah, which is funny because my game room, my office game room, I don't know if you've ever seen the artwork hanging up, but I sort of have like a NES controller artwork yeah. up on the wall. Yeah, I, did. I, I do know <clears throat> what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's weird, but because I think I have more nostalgia for that era in that system and the hardware and like I said, artwork and, and stuff like that, actually playing the games. <laughs> now that- well, they're kind of hard to go back to. And dare I say it, I even think that these days, 
uh, especially with the generations that are growing up now, I think it's very hard. Like my daughter really doesn't, uh, and this is counter to some people's experiences. Every, you know, your mileage will vary, but my daughter just doesn't really have a whole lot of interest in anything that's not around PS2 or early or, well, or later. She wants fully rendered 3D environments. Well, and so even SNES and 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 Genesis, no. Listen, those NES games are um, they're hard. They are very hard. They're difficult. Put on Ghosts and yeah. Goblins. Good luck. <laughs> Because that was hard well, back when I was tried fucking playing it. Game was brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah, it's not beautiful. It's a good um, word though. But um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's why they call it Nintendo hard, man. Uh, the one thing I do think is funny. I don't know if you have an NES Classic Edition, but if you don't, all you got to do is subscribe to. It's the same emulator. It's the exact same format. It's the same menus mm-hmm. and everything. I don't have one either, but I've seen one. And half the damn games are from the NES Classic Edition. Yeah. There you go, man. But, you know, I got the service, you know, in case uh, the girl wants to play Splatoon and, and or in case I want to, some Mario Kart or whatever. But we'll see. I'm interested to see what how that service evolves. You know what I mean? You know about the uh, games coming, right? No. Uh, they're releasing three new games to be added to the NES catalog every month. Um, I forgot what's coming this month. I think Mighty Bomb Jack and a couple others. The ones that I know were big deals were they're adding um, Metroid in October. That's good. Or or November. I forgot which one. Ninja Gaiden's coming. And then in December, that's got to be November. And then in December is Adventures of Lolo, uh, which is a big one for me. Yeah. Mighty Bomb Jack. That game didn't make sense back then. No. Oh, and Twinbee's coming. Do you remember Twinbee? Yeah, Twinbee's good. Twinbee's a shit. With Gradius and Twinbee, you've got Konami's best, hor- uh, you know, strongest horizontal right. and vertical shooter. I do like, You're good. I do like Gradius, you know. I'll play that. Yeah, but everybody keeps saying we need Life Force. And see, that's the weird thing, because in Japan, Gradius is the bigger deal. But in America, Life Force was huge on the NES. Well, Life Force is hard, too. Yeah, but Life Force lets you jump right back in, right? Like with Gradius, you go back to a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. With Life Force, your ship just respawns, so it's got respawns. The other thing is the Konami code in Gradius. You just pause, put in the Konami code. It just You can do it once per game. It gives you everything. Two options, shield, laser, and missiles. I used to play Whereas it. in Life Force, you get 30 lives. I used to play a shit ton of Gyrus. Oh, the one where you shoot Tempest style, you kind of shoot yeah. to the center. Yeah. What game was that a loading screen in that you could play it during the loading screen? Uh, it was a PlayStation 1 game. Um, Come on, Fred. Come on, Fred. I remember playing it on a loading screen, too. Was it Ridge Racer? No. <laughs> I forgot which game it was. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember um, playing it during a loading screen once. But I used to play the shit out of it in the NES. I used to like that. Uh, you know. Um, but hey, the service is what it is. You know, I hear people... It's weird to hear people... Piss and moan when they pay for all the other online services, which is right. weird and more money. But it's like I get it when they say that there's nothing to play online on the uh, on the Switch right now. But I don't know. It depends. I, you know, you know. What are you gonna do? Listen, I got it just because that's how I'm wired. So yeah. By the way, I was gonna say, did you see the? Um the uh hold on yeah i can't find which one it was <laughs> the interactive loading screen it was in some stuff um 
But uh, and it was patented for a while, I think, by uh, Bandai. Mm-hmm. But um, did you see that uh, they've got uh, that SNK collection coming to the Switch? And it's a Frank Cifaldi joint, so um, it's a bunch of the games you're not expecting, like Ikari Warriors mm-hmm. and uh, various stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> And they've announced some of the games. It's coming to the Switch for like 40 bucks, I think. And what's crazy is you get both the uh, arcade versions and the NES versions. Nice. Um, Yeah, here we go. So they've announced some of the games. The other thing you get with it is you can remap the controls any way you want to. They're even letting you remap the Atari or the uh, Akari Warrior stuff for the twin like rotating sticks. Right, right. Which is pretty crazy. Uh, let's see what, what they're saying. Um, but yeah, Frank Sfaldi's behind it, and and his group is behind it. So far, they've announced um, Psycho Soldier, Ikari Warriors, Guerrilla War, TNK3, Vanguard, Crystallis, Athena, POW, Alpha Mission, um, Victory Road, and Prehistoric Isle, as well as Street Smart. <laughs> Um, and people are wondering if like, you know, Metal Slug right. or Mark of the Wolves or Samurai Showdown or anything will be coming. But anyway, POW, um, POW is cool. Yeah. And do you remember Guerrilla Warrior? Uh, there was a foreign version where you could play as Che Guevara was, I think no. the Japanese version and that's in there. They, they're, they're giving like multiple regions and multiple versions of the games. So that sounds really cool. I don't know that. That sounds like a collection I could get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, like, they said that I like those collections, man. Like the beat 'em up collection, the Capcom beat 'em up collection that came out. Like saw that I, yeah. I didn't buy it or anything, but I mean, I I dig. I like that that stuff is is popping up. You know what I mean? In in a reasonable fashion, not like oh here's right. It was twenty bucks for six beat 'em ups. One of them was a seven, I think. One of them includes Final Fight, and another one is Knights of the Knights of the Round, right. which was a fantastic and two of them were never released. Oh, so, uh, in America, yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. Like opposed yeah. to in the old days, like the Xbox Live Arcade, you get one of those for twenty bucks or fifteen. Yeah, bucks. I think you know I, I mean? paid ten or fifteen right. for Final Fight Double Impact. So I love these collections that are like twenty bucks. They're like, hey, you go on the Switch. They're on the go. They look good. You know what I mean? Yep. And they are on other platforms. Just in case you haven't joined the Switch regime, right? One thing I need to. Uh, check on Jeff Gersman was saying that he felt a little bit of lag on the PS4, which I don't think a lot of people will notice, like input mm-hmm. lag. I will, but most people won't probably. And um, uh, Jason on uh, on there was saying he didn't seem to notice it on the Switch, and I was like, you know, they might have like reduced the the uh, uh, the resolution just enough that it gets rid of the lag on the Switch. So I've been curious because I think I do want to pick up that collection um and fun fact there is a capcom beat-em-up that will never get re-released because it's licensed but here's a fun little hint for my live stream i will be playing that specific capcom beat-em-up oh boy um on my live stream so it's go. a very good one i uh <clears throat> i downloaded the game for my switch i've been going a little nutty with downloading yeah. like games on my switch and not like cheap games either like I don't know, no, I you know, I just been getting so I I just get in a, a mood and I'm like, what do I want to play? I don't feel like playing anything. I want to lay in bed and play something. So there was a game on sale, but not by much, right? When I say on sale, it was like three bucks off, probably what it was worth. And yeah, I, that's a big deal for for the Switch. <laughs> it was a game called Yonder. Oh yeah, because I was like, I I want to. I'm in the mood. 
I'm in the mood to do some farming and exploring, fetch questing. So uh, Yonda was Yonda was the ticket right there, boy. That's that's what that game is. You can't die in that game, Fred. There's no. That's right. Yeah, I remember there's hearing no, about yeah. that. I've not played Yonder, but I've heard things about yeah, it. Yeah, there's no fighting. There's no adversity. Yeah. You just, you know, there's just a series of fetch quests and collecting stuff and upgrading your farm. And uh, it's pretty. And it's fun on the Switch. Except it ha- it has the problem of I have nine uh, quests right now, right? And it's all yeah. getting shit. Like, bring me this. Uh, get that to repair this bridge. And fetch quest. Blah, blah, blah. But the shit I have to fetch, I don't know how to get. <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, there's all types of uh, crafting and stuff going mm-hmm. on. So, but yeah, so I have all these quests right now. It's like, bring me this. And I'm like, I don't know how you get that shit. So, but a lot of Yonder. Been playing a lot of Yonder, still playing the, the other stuff. And uh, that brings us to right now. Fred, that's where I'm up. That's, that's what I've been doing in my my two weeks trying to squeeze shit in. So, well, there you go. Uh, well, get this. I've also been playing a very long RPG. Oh boy, I've been in uh, still playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Although people said that one was shorter than Rise, not true. If you're really working those hub areas, that's a long game. I've been grinding the shit out of that game, and I've been stuck in the the 50 60 percents for like a long time (laughs) um like to the point that i'm like i can't really just be halfway through this game can i (laughs) um but uh but i did take a side note um to start playing uh divinity original sin 2 definitive edition on the xbox one x are you familiar with these games divinity original sin no i know the name i've heard the names before these are those old school isometrics in the vein of like Neverwinter Night and right. stuff um, from, um, ooh, I do not want to botch this developer because they're really good at it. Um, and I played the original Divinity uh, on the Xbox One as well, which is funny because it's one of those ones where everybody's like, oh, you know, at first everyone was like, you can't come to consoles, it's a PC game. And they, to me, they they managed to make it work very well. Um, let's see, Larian Studios is the... Uh, is the developer. So, Larian Studios. And uh, I thought they brought the first one to consoles very well. And uh, this definitive edition, you know, what what drives me is it's in HDR. Uh, You know, I always jump Mm -hmm. at the 4K HDR thing. But it's, you know, I mean, if you haven't heard, it's like 100 hours plus 200 hours RPG. And now they've added co-op. Drop in, drop out co-op if you want it. Hmm. Well, I don't don't have time like that, Fred. (laughs) Oh, you do. You just you just got to play in small bursts. Plus, you start a Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest is like a hundred hour game. Is it really? Doesn't seem it. Uh, well, if you mainline it, it's more like forty to sixty. Um, but if uh, <laughs> if you do the everything, yeah, it's yeah, it's a long game. Um, but like, here's what I do with those games: is I just play bits and pieces here and there. I try to play like an hour a day every day for like five out of seven days a week. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I know it sounds crazy, but it's totally what I do. <laughs> I'll bounce around. Um, but I've started, I put about four or five hours into it. Uh, and what I like about it is how crazy like of a character you can create. So I'm creating a character that is somewhat similar, but also somewhat unique to any character I've usually played in an RPG. Um, I, I always create a female, so this one's a female, no exception. But she's got this badass, like only half of her head's shaved and the other half is like, 
like extravagant and braided and everything. Mm. She got a big wicked fucking scar on her face. Nice. And she's a like they call them like blood stabbers or something. She's like a backstabbing rogue. Like when she attacks, she just gets behind people and, and stabs them real hard in the back. But she's also got like random like magic effects and i think she can also raise the dead or something she's got some some interesting effects um but her whole thing is stealth stealth and like quick attacks um and she's pretty good at it and i'm playing her kind of like a han solo character in fact maybe han solo is too nice she's like a very self-centered um merc i guess is how i'm playing her so um you know, I'm not out to make friends. I'm not out to rescue people to help them out. I the first guy I saw, he was like, "Let me out of the cage," and I said, well, "What? What do you give me?" Wow. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and somebody I was trying to sneak past somebody, and then they were like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Well, guess this guy's got to die." Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of character I'm playing. Nice. I'm just I'm just full blown riding the role playing, and this like game that. seems to let you do whatever. I like that. I like I like making your choice in the beginning, and you stick with it. Yeah, I'm not going to save scum my way through this perfect playthrough and all that shit. No. No, I want to play this game like this is who I am. Right. I am a, we'll say I'm a chaotic neutral rogue, which uh, um, I was recently on an episode of uh, Learn From Gaming. We recorded it back in June, but it just recently released on the Learn From Gaming podcast. And we talked about Magic the Gathering in there. And I talked about my first time playing D&D and I was with a bunch of chaotic neutral rogues and how complicated and frustrating it is to play D&D that way. But Divinity's a lot of fun that way. And uh, you'll love this, Trees. I only have one other guy on my side. I I'm found a... Uh, there are lizard people. Like, that's a... You know how there's, like, the Khajiit, which are, like, cat mm-hmm. people in um, Elder Scrolls? Yeah. These are, like, lizard people. There's, there's no other way to define it. And he's all bright red. And I don't know how... Like, you can pick certain characters, and you can also pick certain backstories to enter into... Or you can do a custom one to enter into the campaign with. And so I entered into the campaign where I was like a uh, performer, a dancer, a charlatan, um, along with, uh, with uh, certain magic tricks. I was good at trickery and, and eyes of illusion. And then I get pinched. <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm in wrong place, wrong time. I go to jail. And so I'm going to ship at sea. And I meet this eccentric guy who's just like, I am like the, the red prince or something. And he just like asks me if I can cook and clean and he goes great you're my servant now like he just declares I'm his servant on this prison ship we're all a part of and so later on I end up uh you know I don't really want to spoil too much but the ship goes down I don't think there's any way to avoid that and I end up marooned on an island and uh of course who lives out of this but like this fucking guy and uh he finds me and he's just like I am the prince and you are still my servant and i'm are you no he doesn't say servant he's a slave you are my slave and you're like, and I was like I yeah whatever I am. and i just said no and i kind of walked away and he goes where are you going slave and i was just like look follow me and i'll fucking kill you like that was basically one of the options that's what i told him so then he was like well can i like join you as a companion and I was like, I think I asked him what he can give me or something. And he says he's really good at talking to local people and using his influence to get us stuff. And I'm like, well, if he can help me get shit. All right. So I agree at this point to allow him to tag along. Nice. <laughs> so we're, we're a motley crew and we, we just ended up uh, bumping into a young boy who uh, 
who was telling stories of just like demons and stuff up the beach. So we'll see what happens. I also love that when you go into stealth mode in this one, Trees, you become a big bush <laughs> like Corey Feldman in in Gremlins when he comes in in the Christmas right. tree you know you look like that and you tiptoe and it does the like tiptoe and you have leaves shake off of the bush when you're in stealth mode and it's just very it's very uh funny to me um, I think they did that in the first game but it's just funny to go into stealth mode and you're sneaking past bad guys and you just and, become a bush and you just and you play this on Xbox yeah I'm playing it on Is Xbox this in the, uh, um game pass it is not part of Game Pass. So, um, and I will full disclosure this: I actually got a review code. Um, you get onto certain PR lists, and they do their initial run of codes, and then if they find they have more codes or they want to have people do, I guess I would say more unique articles, you can do that. So, kind of the deal I made with Larian Studios was, I'll play it, I'll talk about it on shows, and I'm gonna cover it in some way. I kind of want to do like a. You know, I was doing a Soulsborne Diaries thing where I was trying to play through the Dark Souls games and I only got through Demon's Souls and only got through like 10 hours of that. And I was like, fuck this. And I haven't even started Dark Souls. Uh, And I was thinking about doing that kind of thing, like a diary for the fall and just playing um, Divinity all fall and just kind of talking about it a little bit in fun little diaries of like the unique things it's doing. Um, So I got a code for it, but it is a full price game, uh, 60 bucks. So... Hmm. Those who want to check out the original can, it's usually on sale for like 10 bucks, and there's a huge sale going on on Xbox. Somebody told, talked about it today, but I haven't gone and looked at it. I can tell you there's a lot of Warner Brothers and, and uh, games that are on sale. Um, but, uh, but Divinity Original Sin, I think, is 20 bucks on its own, and it, it'll go down to, uh, uh, to 10 often on sale. But this new one, the interface is much better. It's much more catered to consoles. It's a lot less difficult. The original one had just a default difficulty. And I hit a wall hard with that game. And I had to consult guides and do a bunch of shit I didn't like. And everything levels with you, so there's no grinding as a solution. And it was very hardcore old school. This one can be, but there are four difficulty settings and one of them is called story mode which is not what i'm playing i'm playing what's called like um hero mode or something it's the normal difficulty for people who've played the game before you know this type of game like the the previous one and wanted the same difficulty Um, but there is a story mode where it's literally mostly a cakewalk um, and it's about just playing out the real story and then there is an easy mode in addition to that so there's like story easy I think mine's heroic, and then there's, like, master mode, which is really hard. And then I think if you beat it on that mode, there's even another difficulty that opens up. Mm. So um, so you can make of it what you can, but people are saying, by and large, Divinity Original Sin. The first one was a cool concept. The second one, like, refines, polishes, and, like, really makes a more cohesive experience out of it. And um, it's just as compelling on consoles as PC, whereas people always still thought that the original Divinity Original Sin worked better on PC. And you can kind of see the clumsy interface to it a little bit in that in that first one. In this one, they've refined everything and they've done a much better job of just making things easier for you. Um, but it is what you're thinking, Trees. Like, it's got that interface where you've got the, the nine quick access items in a bar across the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're always looking at status effects and turns. And I don't mind that. And, I don't mind that. Yeah, no, no. It's actually a really cool game, but they are really long. But they do really rope you in. And this thing has quick save and long 
saves and all that stuff. So you can really play as much or as little as you want. Like I started it the other night and I was pretty tired and it was getting very lore heavy. And I was like, I'm just going to fall asleep mm-hmm. if I'm just listening to lore. It wasn't because it was boring. It was just because right, it wasn't very right. action oriented right. and I had to switch it up. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm enjoying it. Um, I look forward to playing it, but again, I, I, I'm in it for the long haul. So like, I'm not looking to beat the game anytime soon. I'm cool. If like I get to like January and I'm still chipping away at it. So there's always cool adventures. Yeah. You know, I, I could play Skyrim very much that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I definitely played the Witcher that same way where I played something else in addition to it. Um, but, and then the one other thing I've been playing is I grabbed rainbow six siege, me and my buddy, Matt, Grabbed it on Xbox One. The game that, the little engine that could. Yeah. The game that just keeps going as a life. Well, and they, they've got all those different packs. Mm-hmm. And I did all the research when it was on sale because it was on sale until like recently. Um, and uh, the pack I decided to go with was uh, the advanced pack, which uh, there's like a, a normal pack, a standard pack, an advanced pack, uh, a gold pack, and a complete pack. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the game launched with uh, 20 operators and you slowly unlocked them um, and played them. And then they started doing the downloadable content. And so when you get the advanced version, you just get uh, the standard version comes with the 20 operators. That's it. It's the base operators. And then you can play and slowly get renowned is what it's called. It's a very slow gaining currency. There's another currency for like upgrades and cosmetics, but this is like the big currency you can use for buying stuff and uh, operators specifically new characters mm-hmm. and um the standard pack just gives you the base 20 which a lot of people say is a majority of what they pull from there have now been three more years with eight characters each year so another 24 for a total of 44 operators Oof. although i don't know if we're done with year three i think we just got the last two of year three um and so the advanced pack gives you 600 renown which is enough to buy one operator and then the base 20. So that's why I grabbed that one. It was only four bucks more. And it was just like, okay, I've built in one $5 operator unlock. Because if you want to buy it with cash, you can just pay five bucks and unlock an operator immediately. Um, but I was like, I've got one operator in case I want like one of the specialized operators. But I don't know. I want to get to know the base 20 first. And, um, and then the gold pack just gives you year three on top of the advanced pack. And then the complete pack gives you year one and two. And me and my buddy were talking about it. And I said, we're going to be playing this for like fun Friday nights, terrorist hunts, things like that. When are we going to get to know 44 fucking characters? <laughs> like that's never going to happen. We're not even going to get to know these base 20. You know what I mean? And I said, my buddies who play this all the time, out of eight guys, six of them run base operators, run the base mm-hmm. operators. They've played the downloadable content because they love the game and they bought it all, but they always end up back at their base operators. So me and Matt bought that pack. And actually what I've been doing is running through the scenarios that are in the single player. And then him and I have been playing um, the terrorist hunts on the hard difficulty. Um, and early on when we were in the beta, we played competitive but that can be pretty rough, and I'm hoping to get um, a team of four because you really kind of want to be a coordinated team of four. You get two assholes, two jackasses on your team, mm. and it's a done deal, you know. And there's team killing and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so for now, we're like having our own fun, and again, occasionally I do like lone wolfing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I am having a lot of fun with that game. If you like the Rainbow Six stuff, where you got to regularly use your gadgets, you got to utilize them well, and you got to really plan because it doesn't take but you know a three round burst to just 
knock you mm-hmm. out and no respawns. Like you're just fucking done. <laughs> so, um, but that game is really good. Man. I always hear, I always hear still popular it has, it has its following. Yeah. Yeah. And so every now and again, what I try to do is again, like usually my rotation, if you want to know trees is I usually try to start the night with a couple rounds of rainbow six gets the heart pumping. You know, <laughs> I, it gets kind of stressful and stuff about half an hour of rainbow six, usually a couple scenarios or a terrorist hunt. And then I run into a lone wolf like group. And then I will uh, usually switch over and do about an hour of divinity. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then many nights, that's it. Um, if I've got some extra time, uh, or, you know, every other night or something, like if I did that the night before, then I'll do it on this night. I usually just, uh, jump right into either something retro. I've been replaying a lot of PC engine stuff because I'm trying to get back into that cron CD stuff. So play a retro game for the whole night or just play shadow of the tomb Raider, you know, and I'm just kind of rotating a bunch of extra games, but there's big games on the horizon, Red Dead and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And Spider-Man I'm very tempted by and stuff like that. But I got to be honest with you, I just don't think I'm going to play any of those. Like, I, I'm not in a big rush yeah, for any of those. I'm, I'm waiting for Odyssey. Odyssey's another big one. Uh, yeah. I want to I play, play that. Believe it or not, I want to play that before I play any Red Dead. Because I never finished the first one. Even though I know this is a prequel. But I still you know, would kind of like to finish up the first one. I've, I've played the first yeah. one twice all the way to Mexico and then get sidetracked. Mexico's the rough part. Mexico's the 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 padding. You could strip Mexico down to like three missions mm-hmm. and get rid of all that fetch questy shit and also make a good... Like, you don't need a fast travel to Mexico. That whole galloping into Mexico was actually pretty cool. But after that, they should have had like just a way where if you're down in Mexico, you can fast travel back up to uh, America. Mm-hmm. They should have had a quick way to go through that because that's just a fucking chore. And frankly, the I don't know if you even got to it. There's a train robbery in Mexico. No, that one you definitely need to do. There's a uh, there's a you invade a base like where like a gang has a huge base set up at an at a former fort, and they've got like people imprisoned there. That's a great set of missions. And then there's one other one with like a drug lord. Go take care of, or not a drug lord, but like a crime lord. Right. Go take care of those three. Not it, it cuts Mexico in half, and then just have a quick way to get back. Like Mexico is a great diversion, but it's just too padded. Yeah, yeah. Because there is straight up MMO fucking fetch quests in that. Yeah, I uh, when I got there the second time, I said to myself, I'm just going to mainline the story paths. You know, instead of doing all these little things, but yeah, man, I get so sidetracked. It's still yeah, they still, still suck me in. Like, well, maybe. I mean, maybe I can do this. Well, and it's still hard. Like, it's still they they just uh, it's still padded. <sighs> even if you just do mainline stuff, so, because you're forced to do some random side stuff just to get the gear you need right. for certain parts. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to finish that, but Odyssey's the one I'm kind of looking forward to, and then Spider Man. I don't know, man. As much as it's being talked up, and I'm sure it's awesome. It might be one of the ones, the big AAA games that falls through the cracks for me, and I don't get around to it. I'm going to wait. It's selling so well. I think they'll discount it. Yeah, you think it will? Not right away. Marvel will definitely ride Christmas. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I thought about, though, was the buy two, get one. There is a world where a well-placed buy two, get (laughs) one sees me getting like 
Smash Brothers, Spider-Man, and like Red Dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For 120 bucks, like I get behind that. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a world where targets buy two get one hits at just the right moment, and Nintendo's not a shit and doesn't ban. Do you remember last year when they did it? It banned Switch mm-hmm. games. Yeah, and I bet that comes back. And then I just won't buy Smash Brothers. Um, but uh, but we'll see. I'm not particularly into Smash Brothers, but there's so many characters in this. <laughs> And now with uh, some of the add-ons like Simon Belmont and Death and stuff like that, like I was intrigued, but I don't need it. You're right. Yeah. I, don't. I recently bought Mortal Kombat XL for ten bucks on a PlayStation sale. Yeah. Playing the shit out of that. That game is so much fun. That's my speed, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck your Street Fighter Four and Dan. <laughs> you come take me on as the. Uh, as, I'll play as Jason. You can be whoever you want, and we'll do some XL. <laughs> Did you ever pick up that 30th anniversary? I never did. I thought you did. No, I always wanted to. I always had plans to. Well, if you ever get it on the Switch, let me know. I when I get it, I will get it on the Switch. I've determined that because I because sometimes when I'm uh dropping bottle caps here, sometimes when I'm just laying in bed, um, um, because they have arcade online mode, so you can just play single player, and then someone can interrupt your game. Yep. So I do that a lot, you know. And they do have lobbies that I like, but no one's ever in a lobby. So you can have a full person yeah. lobby where just people are in it and the the two people that I'm playing can spectate and then like right. you know, people the person who keeps winning keeps playing, you know. I dig that. Right. I dig that. But uh Yeah. There I mean there's a chance. I again I want to get to know him because I never really played the Alpha series and uh or Street Fighter three. And those are all in there. Uh, not not that I don't have them in a dozen other places, mm-hmm. but those are all, to my knowledge, I think they're the arcade versions, so that's the versions I would want. Mm. So. Um, but yeah. Cool. So, uh, I have a question. Yeah. A couple topics to throw mm-hmm. out there, and then we'll wrap up, because eh, yeah, probably about 20 minutes we'll wrap it up. You know, keep it, <clears throat> keep it our normal length. You see that PlayStation Mini? I did. You know, I was going to bring that up to you. That was going to be my little subject too. Excellent. I was going to ask what right. you. Uh, I was going to ask what you thought of it, and I thought maybe we could play a, a fun little, a fun little game, a fun little reminiscing <laughs> game, if you want. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, uh, I think it's cool looking because I think they all look cool when they're shrunken down. They look cute. But I agree. but again, it's just one of those things that if I had it. I don't think I'd play it for more than 20 minutes. You know? Right. So, and I don't know what's announced for it. I mean, I heard there's a small list. Uh, there's five games announced for it right now. Final Fantasy VII, Ridge Racer, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Uh, sorry, Jumpin' Jack Flash is a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Jumpin' Flash. Uh, Jumpin' Flash. <laughs> um, uh, Tekken 3 and Wild Arms. And it's it's Ridge Racer four or something right is it isn't the oh it might be yeah, it's not yeah the it first might be ridge one. racer <clears throat> see yeah. and, and so i was gonna ask you my question to you was gonna be like if we could go back and forth and name games that we think should be on there because yeah sure and let's let we're gonna dismiss the whether or not it's realistic we can do because um, that's a long discussion well they're also including two controllers but without the analogs so technically Right. It would be games before the analogs were induced. 
uh, introduced and those analog sticks were introduced in weren't they like a lead up for the release of Gran Turismo? It was 1998 was when they were introduced because Resident Evil 2 came out and shortly afterwards they released that DualShock edition. So maybe it was even early 99. The other thing is most games didn't need it. Monkey Ball's the one exception. I still think it worked without them. Mm. When I think of these little consoles, right? Uh, It's Ridge Racer Type 4. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. Which I don't dig. Um, To me, when I think of these little, little consoles, I'm very strange because... Kind of like my weird PS2 collection. I think you should have the first of things that represent uh-huh. like the pure purity of the console. It uh, because like right away people are just like they should put uh Metal Gear Solid on there and they should put you know mm-hmm. they should put Resident Evil and it's like yeah, mm-hmm. but those are also you know I'm sure you know Capcom wants to release a thousand versions of Resident Evil. I'm sure Konami wants to release their versions. Of, you know what I mean? So Well, and some things just aren't practical business choices. So like somebody said Resident Evil 2 should be on there. Yeah, like Capcom is going to release the remake of Resident Evil 2 in January, right, and they want to right. put Resident Evil 2 on this console? No, that's, that's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. So from, for me, when I think of the games that should be on there, like I think Jump and Flash is perfect, right? It was right. one of the first release games for it. It's like a Sony, you know, release game or whatever was that first party game or yes it was so yeah in my brain those are the games i gravitate to that should be on there mm-hmm. so i was going to ask you like if you could have a if you know we'll go back and forth maybe we'll name like five or six games that we think should be on there that represent that's it represent what that system was when it came out yeah, and I got to say, people were asking about this, but I don't see Crash or um, uh, Spyro, while those may represent, being on this list because I just don't think Activision will give up mm-hmm. rights for those. They're trying to sell those remaster trilogies, guys. Like, there's just no way. Because um, I do think Crash Bandicoot 1, not the strongest of the trilogy, mm-hmm. but it defines the PlayStation. It was their platformer, right? They did a Sonic 3D right. game better than anybody else did. Right. Definitely better than Sega did. Um, so so but, if you uh, had to throw out a yeah. game, give me a game. Give me a game. That you- I mean, right off the bat, I do have to tell you, though, I do disagree. I do think Resident Evil 1 should be in you there. think that should be on there? I do think that one that's significant. Every like if you were around during then that that's the reason I wanted a PlayStation mm. and more importantly uh you know people just still talk about that dog through the window shit uh-huh. like it's just it's just ingrained there and the, I it, have a hard time believing you know it, Capcom will care about releasing it. Yeah. It also sets them up perfectly for Resident Evil 2's remake. See and when I think so, I see to me when I, you say that, I still think of like I don't see that being on that on that system. Well, okay, so I think I problem. think of that being in a Capcom collection. Well, and I know I know where you're going you know with this, so I just want to address this real quick. Yeah, U.S. Gamer wrote a really good article about this, and I, I apologize, I forgot. I think it was Nadia who wrote it, but I could be wrong. Um, and so I'm sorry if she wasn't who wrote it, but um, was talking about why the PlayStation Mini can't possibly be what the Nintendo Mini is because people are already noticing like they're everyone's asking for pre-orders and they're not selling out. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like GameStop still got pre-orders available. Everybody's got pre-orders available. Fucking Newegg is taking pre-orders. Uh, and for the record, I don't buy these mini consoles, so I'm not going to buy this one either. But um, that said, uh, the problem was there. There's two problems, major problems that Sony has. The first one is that most of the games that were popular on the PlayStation, the PlayStation itself was a third-party third console. Exactly. So there's nothing that is very Sony-based. Sony didn't release a whole lot of distinct games, mm -hmm. especially from them. And J Jump and Flash is one of the few that I can think of. And that's debatable. Some people will fight me on that and say, that game sucks. They're wrong. But, like, I can see why people would say that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one problem. The other one is all the defining games on the PlayStation 1 have been gutted, re-gutted, re-released dozens mm -hmm. of times. Final, What console doesn't have Final Fantasy right. 7? I think my toaster's waiting <laughs> to get it, but like that's it. And the, and the thing is, my list of games that should be on there, you wouldn't be selling this thing. No one would want it. But to me, the games <laughs> okay. in my brain define what the, the launch PlayStation was for me in that era. Do you want to hear some of them? Yes, I do. I think the first Ridge Racer should be on there. Again, Namco game, but still, that was a release game. No, I'm for. I'm with you on this. That that that's how they announced the PlayStation Boom. One. It's got to be it on should, there. Ridge Racer Type Four, or whatever. What is not good? You know, the, that it's better than Ridge Racer One. I, <laughs> but what it is, I, I Rage Racer, I think is better. Type four. <laughs> At least Ragers had a vinyl editor. I had a Molson Ice Cap for fuck's sake. But um, for me, though, my memories of the PlayStation is Ridge Racer, the loading screen, right? The the, yeah. the music, big time. The music, right? The um, right. Just what about it? You know, now you play games. There's uh, 300 unlockable cars, right? <laughs> Yeah. Ridge Racer? Two. Two. It was oh, like yeah. the two Trans Ams or whatever. The Firebirds had the fake dragon on it and a Phoenix. <laughs> I think it was one Trans Am and one Firebird, Either, actually. Yeah. Either way. Awesome. That game's that game should be on there. The very first one. I don't care what you say. Put the original No, I'm I'm with you. Again, that. this is now we're not talking quality of the game and which sequels are better. No, you're talking about But I'm saying for the purity of what that thing was when it came out. And the problem right. with this thing is, is uh, I remember when that thing came out because I was like 20 years old. <laughs> I was an adult, <laughs> right? So I have a very good memory of the feeling of when that thing came out and the anticipation of it, you know? Um, I think a game like... I do think that's why Resident Evil also holds this. Um, you know, another one that comes to mind, actually, if I can just bounce oh, yeah, off definitely. you, and it is a Sony product, is Legend of Dragoon. Uh, that was on my list. Yeah. That was an awesome RPG. You know? that. Um, yeah, I, actually, I like that a lot more than I thought I would. It's so, awesome, yeah, would, and if I, if I remember correctly, like um, because of Final Fantasy VII, anything that came out around that time copied Final Fantasy 7 as far as mm -hmm. battle mechanics and how you fought. And Legend of Dragoon, in my memory, had the first sort of timing-based fighting 
in an RPG like that yeah. where the, the buttons, the circle or the square would sort of like close in. It's like a little quick time. Yeah, and when you hit it right on the that's you got more damage. I don't know. I yeah. thought that game was yeah. Um that's on my list too. So see that? We're on we're in sync here, Fred. Oh no, we are because I think uh, I've got two more in mind as you've been talking, but yeah, I'll let you uh we'll bounce back and forth now. Even though I just said I believe sequels shouldn't be listed, you should have pure first games. I'm making an exception for this one. He's gonna break it. Okay. Destruction Derby two. Was there a Destruction Derby 1, though? Of course it was, man. What's the okay. matter with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I have Destruction Derby. Oh, my God. Derby. By Psy- Psygnosis yeah. or whatever? The Psygnosis. Yeah, Psygnosis. They went on yeah. to make Driver, I want to say, eventually? They did. Oh. They would go from Destruction yes, Derby to Driver. Yes, of course they did. See, the first Destruction yeah. uh, Derby, your car didn't leave the ground. They were, like, glued right. to the ground. Like, you, you would get points for doing 180s and spinning cars and stuff. Uh, the second one, you actually would – you could jump and tip over – and uh, Destruction Derby 2, amazing. That should be on there. Agreed. You know what else should be on there in that same regard? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I've heard that mentioned a lot. Good luck with the license. Yeah, well, that's the problem with stuff like that. When you start getting into music, especially the skateboarding games and uh, okay. the newer racing games where they have licensed music. But uh, So let's get, like, then, then just to switch it up, within the realm of realism... Mm-hmm. My other, another one I was going to say was the original Tomb Raider. Came out first on Saturn, but that that series defined itself as a PlayStation series. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Warhawk. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That's where I'm. Warhawk depends I'm going. on. It depends on what kind of gamer you were, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But I get but it. define that system. What their bullet points were, and when Warhawk was coming out, that shit was state of the art. Oh, real quick, just uh, I was uh, I was passing by something. Apparently, Ridge Racer Type Four was like the fucking cat's meow. Like it was like amazing back in the mm-hmm. day. So apparently, that's why they picked that one. Is like it's the one that everybody remembers. I understand. But I'm just saying though. For I didn't play at least it. throw the how much how much memory could the first one take up? Let's be honest. Throw that one on there. Right. You know? Well, and uh, do you think they do Symphony of the Night? See, like you were saying before, this all depends on what what deals they make with these the third parties, man. Yeah, uh, the thing I will say is Symphony of the Night's been on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was even on Xbox. Uh, remember that? On Xbox Live? Mm-hmm. And it's just been re-rated... Uh, for PS4. So I could see yep. Konami just shitting that out there. And I think Symphony of the Night is a very, you know, that that is the, the go-to PlayStation game for a lot right. of people. And I've recently played it. I had not played Symphony of the Night. I think we did a game club on it. But even so, if we didn't, we did something like it. And I got to say, it was a very good mm-hmm. game. I think, you know, not popular by many people. But I think the Raiden Project should be on there. Also a release title. You got to have a shoot 'em up And it's got Raiden 1 and 2 on it. Ra- the Raiden Project's awesome. Uh, in that same regard, um, 
you know, kind of going by the same thing, although it's Konami, is uh, Gradius Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, only in Japan. But you know what? That gives you something like the Star Fox 2 that, like, right? Gradius Gaiden's never really been available anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can import it from Japan. Uh, I don't even remember if it was on the PSN store in Japan. It was definitely never in America. And then it's part of the Gradius collection on PSP, which is, like, rare. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got a UMD of it, and I, apparently I can pitch that shit for, like, 100 bucks. Like, it's rare. Um, that game should be there. And Gradius Guidance probably... It's a toss-up yeah. between that one and Gradius 5 is my favorite Gradius game. Okay, you ready for another one, Fred? Sure. Siphon Filter. Yeah, Siphon Filter, hands down. I've never even played Siphon Filter, but that that is... Like, people find out I've never played mm-hmm. it, and they're like, you need to remedy that I shit. I mean, I have it. I have all my PlayStation games sitting in. I can probably find it if I look. I will be honest. I popped that in years and years later, and mm-hmm. it, it looked like a pixelated mess. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, how I got headshots in that game. But, uh, yeah, I remember that being very PlayStation-y. <laughs> like, this is what the PlayStation is about. I'd also... Put the first Hot Shots Golf on there. Oh, boy. I think that... How could you not? That might be Sony. It is Sony. Isn't it? It's like... It's it's by a company that they own or something, right? It's like that clap hands or whatever the... They still make them. Like, the same company makes... Yeah, Yeah, it's now everybody's golf, but yeah. Yeah. Um, But... uh, I don't know. There's, There's a handful like that that I think... Should be on. Yeah, and you you know, depending on what you're you know, I'm I'm there's a lot of RPGs people want to throw out there. I, you know, Final Fantasy Seven's the end all be all. Legend of Dragoon, you can see the argument for it, and Wild Arms is already in there. Like we don't have well, a choice on that one. I would say I can't see any more RPGs. Well, I think you'd change your mind after this. Okay. I'll throw it out there. You can do what uh much like the Super Nintendo did where they put out the Star Fox on this two that was never released and this and that the playstation put put up put on there the japanese only release of uh arc the lad hmm yeah which one was that that was arc the lad three or something because i know eventually ones came out over here but i i mean the first one i think was jet in japan only right no, uh, you know what it was? It was Ark the Lad 1, and then 2 was just rarer. But Ark the Lad's an interesting one, because isn't it... Is it Ark the Lad or Alundra? I think it's Ark the Lad. The first one's like 15 hours, and it's okay. It's a good RPG, but the second one is where yeah. it really all comes together, and it imports your save, and it's fucking like 75 hours. Bang. Yeah. They they did have it as like a box set. I could see them mm-hmm. doing something like that. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, like I said, uh, there's a couple others, but I don't think they're going to do more Final Fantasies, and I don't think they should. Final Fantasy VII was, I mean, that that was the PlayStation, you know. you know. Um, some people were talking about, like, Street Fighter and stuff. Mm, it didn't do fighters well. Let's, no. let's be oh. honest. The Saturn had that covered. And, uh, you know, you start getting into stupid arguments like, well, who wants Street Fighter Alpha 2, and who wants... You know, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and then I get in here and I'm like, I want Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, it, it doesn't go anywhere good. Um, the Tekken 3 is a perfectly suitable culmination of the fighting well, genre. You're good. We're leaving off the number one PlayStation fighting game, Fred. I don't know how oh. 
they can be leaving off. Are you talking about Bushido Blade? No. Battle Arena Tashinden. Release title. Release title. Okay, you know what? I'll give it to you though. It's not a it's not a Sony thing. It actually came out and sucked there too on the Saturn. <laughs> um, but Battle Arena Toshinden, when PlayStation first came out, was also synonymous. It was the first right? like, fighter, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually could get behind you doing Battle Arena Toshinden too. Or it one. It's not the right it answer, but you could do it. Oh, they did make it too. <laughs> I know. Come on, man. I know they made it too. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. And again, we could keep going we on could. like this. But yeah, you're right. You're right. There is there is a lot. And I do think, uh, you know, there are some great places to go. But yeah, you grab some Konamis. You've already got some squares. You grab some Capcoms. You know, you get some outliers. Mm-hmm. Throw some Sony sprinkled shit in there. Tag on Siphon Filter. How much memory can Battle bad. Arena to Shinden really take up? Throw it on there. Uh, we've already done the math on it. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII is 1.2 gigs. The rest of them will be 200 to 700 yeah. gigs. And so you throw in a 16 gigabyte card, you're good to go. And it's fine. They also said they will not be doing upgradable uh, downloaded stuff. It's just going to be that core 20 and they're good to go. Like, um, people will hack it. You know, whatever. Like you, I don't buy these either just because, one, I don't have the room for them to hook them up or anything. And two, they really sort of would be taking up space because I'd, I'd probably play them for like, I'd, I'd run through all the games just to see them all again. Which, again, all my PlayStation games, that I, half of them I just mentioned to you, I have sitting in front of me. And if I want, I can bring them up to New Hampshire and play them on that original PlayStation 2. Right, and I've got a PlayStation 2 that I can do that with on a CRT. And i got to be honest with you, this is the same thing with, so I have an AVS, which is an NES that I can put any cartridge mm-hmm. into and it, outputs hdmi 720p i have now a super nt which outputs 1080p to super nintendo Mm. games so i didn't need the minis and then the playstation 3 i have two playstation 3 consoles and they have always played any disc you slap into them if i need an hdmi Mm -hmm. version and i own so many different versions of the digital versions of the ps1 games that i can play on the vita tv and on a psp and there's just so many ways i can access these ps1 games that i i've, I've done that investment i probably oh and somebody out there is freaking out that we didn't mention like mega man legends or something i'm sure that's another one people want um but like like, I've got these games. I have a ridiculous... Cl- I looked it over. I have, like, 70% of the PS1 games that ever released on the PS3. Like, I have a lot, a lot, hundreds of those digital games. It's like my fridge on the <laughs> And so it's like... I bought that shit, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I... I, I don't need it again. And I've got it all in 720p... Or, sorry, uh, 720p or 1080p working on a PlayStation 3, and I've got various other ways. And then at the end of the day, I've got modded Saturn, uh, PlayStation 1s and PlayStation 2s, and I can just burn a disc and play anything I want to if I want to. There you go. So, yeah. It's not for me, but it's a, it's a cool little thing. Mm-hmm. Good for Sony for getting involved. They're cute. You know, they want a piece of the pie. They're cute-looking little things. So I think we should close on a audience question. We did get uh, one, uh, and it's directed at you. Oh, God. Although, if he'll allow me... What'd well, I do, what I do wrong? It, actually. No, no, no. It's a true question for okay. you. But then I'll answer it next. But uh, this is from Andrew. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, question, 
uh, for at trees. Have you ever cared enough for a game that you get upset when a re-release got changed for the worse? Or did you always just accept whatever you were given? Hmm. Let me think. <sighs> I don't think a game of a kid about that much has been remade. <laughs> right? Fair. I've always liked weird, obscure games. You know, um... I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the obvious ones. You know, like some of the Resident Evils and stuff that got remade, but I wouldn't say anything got remade for the worst that I can remember. Yeah, like what he talks about is like, um, he, you know, Andrew's mentioned it a lot. He really likes PS2. Right. Era, and PS2 got a lot of HD remasters right. to varying degrees of success. And uh, he's taken issue. Uh, you know, again, and Andrew has a very specific um, uh, ideal way to play mm-hmm. games. He likes them in progressive scan. He prefers them at 50 frames a second, not 60 frames a second, which is interesting because I believe he's American. Um, <laughs> and he's going to roll his eyes at that because I think I've asked him like a dozen times, but I'm pretty sure he's American. Um, but he likes that 50 hertz output. He just really does. And... Um, and he has an eye mm-hmm. for game design in a very particular way. Stuff like if you clip through walls or if there's like a – he was talking recently about Mark of Cree had a weird ladder glitch that no player would really care about. But it, it like caught his attention. Mm-hmm. And he likes to see every nook and cranny of a, of a level and stuff like that. And there's something very, very cool about that. You know, it's, it's an interesting take when you see what he sees out of a game – um, he's recently playing through the original Tomb Raider mm. and just his takes on some of that early level design is just fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, so. my brain doesn't work on that level when I play games. I don't notice right. stuff you guys notice. Uh, I only notice this stuff is drastically different as in like a true remake, like, like Mickey Mouse in the castle of illusion. When they, we put that, when they made that a few years ago, yeah. like I didn't, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart. As you know, we both played through, Castle of Illusion a few years ago, original right. Genesis. So I remember that remake I bought, and it was just like, yeah, I didn't care for that. Like it was, a, there was nothing wrong. It wasn't a bad game. No, it was just perfectly. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't what I wanted. But at the same time, like what what would I want? A forty minute, a, a twenty minute game on us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. There's just some things you, you just ingrained in your head. Um, so, I mean, in that respect, maybe a game like that where they basically try to modernize it, make kind of make it into a a real game. Not that the original one isn't real, but the original one was 20 minutes long. So, you know. But as far as little tweaks to graphics and stuff, I don't think I would notice or just anything that got changed. He's really talking about the changes they make to stuff in the creative yeah. process. Yeah, nothing comes off the top of my head. Except for, like I said, that, that game Castle of Illusion, where that was basically a whole remake. <laughs> like, the whole thing was different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. What about you? Give me an example. I, for, yeah, for me, my biggest things is when they change the feel of the original. Um, lots of people like play remakes and they're like, oh, I hate that it like f- still feels like the old game. It's like, the fuck did you want? Like, that's what I really liked about the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. I didn't think I was going to like that one. And the little nuance, like 
things they do and animations they do and how gorgeous that game looks. And then the fact that it felt like the original, like the weird floaty jumps and the, there is a slight input lag, but it was one that was in Crash Bandicoot as well. Mm -hmm. So when it feels right, I like that. And I like that they captured that. And a lot of people will say that the Insane Trilogy in specific didn't capture that feel. To me, it did. And I'm not going to be able to tell you why or frame rates or anything like that. And I'm, I'm very good at analyzing those things. But I don't know if the math adds up on that. What I can tell you is I booted that fucking game up and played through the first game all the way through. And I felt very satisfied with the experience. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't dying on those bitch jumps and things like that. Occasionally it would hiccup and I would deal with that. But um, one that always rubbed me the wrong way, but they, but like I was fine with it because they retained the originals was uh, with the Resident Evils. I hated that they had the new Call of Duty controls mm-hmm. in there um, and that everybody praises how awesome they are. Because to <laughs> me, that clumsy feel and running into a wall and stuff like that is part of the Resident Evil experience. I don't need to force it on you, but if you remove that and make it this like freeform fluid motion thing where you can play little knife games with the zombies and stuff like that, you you cease to make it Resident Evil. The whole point of Resident Evil is they make you so clumsy and your gun so underpowered that one lumbering zombie is a force to be reckoned mm. with, especially early into that game. And so when you see these guys with the new controls and on the new games, just like taking a knife and just running around a herd of zombies, just slashing each one. And in like 10 minutes, they slowly meticulously don't even take a hit and cut up all the zombies. There's something awesome to see someone do that, but it's not Resident Evil. It's this bastardization of the game that originally came out. Um, To me, I also really don't like... um, when they do those those remasters and uh, frame rate suffers, I really take issue with that. The game should perform at least as well, if not ideally the same as the previous one. I'd even like to see it get better. Um, and oftentimes they're pushing graphics so mm-hmm. much it's worse. I remember when um, the, uh, the, the um, what do you call it? The uh, Nintendo DS came out and they started taking a lot of the old you know, like Mario 64 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're moving. And, and that's just, I'm not using that example, but all the games like that, there was a lot of them that they would just move into the the the, the DS, but adding like weird... They did the same with Super Nintendo. Adding like games. weird touch camera controls and stuff that I remember mm-hmm. I never liked. Changes like that. You just reminded me of the biggest one. Fucking... <laughs> Super Mario Advance, Mm -hmm. I think, is what it was. The first Super Mario Advance, but it might have been the third Super Mario Advance. Whichever one that was the remake of Super Mario Bros. 2. I think it was the original Super Mario Bros. Advance. It was called Super Mario Bros. Advance, Super Mario Bros. 2. And they added the fucking "Ah!" (laughs) voice to Toad. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick up a root. And I was like, oh, my God, they fucked it up. (laughs) Oh, that drove me nuts. I also thought uh, it was broken because I played on the Game Boy Advance player. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the Game Boy Advance player, the official Nintendo one, has input lag. And that's why I couldn't mm. play it because it had a one second, like a significant input lag. So that's why I couldn't make any of the jumps. I thought it was, I thought it was broken. And then I'd play it on the GBA and I'd be awesome at it. And then I'd go back and try to live stream it playing it on that. Uh, I now use Homebrew to play the GBA games in that adapter because the adapter is just a cart slot. And then you can use Homebrew and it gets rid of the input lag and it's actually very playable. Um, 
But fucking, when Toad opens his mouth, it's just like, shut up. And Toad <laughs> is one of my favorite characters to play in the second game. Because in Mario 2, he's small and quick. Mm-hmm. And I like that the the best. He can weave in and out of enemies and he can move fast. But man. Pick it up, Mario! No, oh, no was one of the biggest um, changes, and this was like a hardware type change, that, that messed me up the most in life. Was when uh, Street Fighter Two came to Super Nintendo, and you, and you <laughs> lost that six button configuration, and you had to put like one button somewhere up on top. The 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 uh, yeah the triggers were yeah to uh, put put them on the triggers were the fierce punch yeah. and fierce kick. The greatest thing that ever happened in my life was when I got that that six button controller for the Genesis the Championship Edition. Yes. I still have this controller. I'm looking yep. at it right now. I still have it hooked up. It's the one I use for my um, CDX player. But that thing was the shit. Yep. But I'm. Sorry, guys. Fighters were better on the Genesis. It's just a fact. <laughs> it was awesome. But, yeah, that's into this day, to this day, that changes. Like playing on the Switch. And I have to have the, the I have to put my medium punch and kick up on the shoulder buttons. Uh, I, you know, I keep my, my smalls and my, yeah. my lows, my smalls and my highs up on the, on the regular buttons. And then I put the mediums up on the, the two triggers, but. Your jab, your medium, uh, and then your fierces are up. So well, mess. The, you know, that, the worst change. <laughs> that continued on uh, 32-bit yeah. because the PlayStation emulated the Super Nintendo controller and um, the Saturn still mm-hmm. had the six buttons. Fighting games are the shit on the Saturn. Like, I really... I have lately been um, going back through the imports because you can get those... You can get them just mm-hmm. so cheap now. Um, some of them. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I was recently playing Darkstalkers on, uh, Darkstalkers Revenge on the Saturn. God, is that a good mm-hmm. game? Damn, is that good on when, the Saturn? When I played, uh, Street Fight Against You on the PlayStation 3, the one that I beat you up with yeah. Dan. That, he slaughtered me with Dan no matter who I was. It was so pathetic. Th- that's because I dished out extra money. I, I bought two of them, but I bought the six, the six button Street Fighter Special Edition. Bluetooth control. I had the Ken pad also. It oh, didn't okay. help me. Well, never mind. I'm just saying for me, must have. And I wish I had. Uh, do they make them? They didn't work with my PlayStation 4. I tried because it's just a little U- no, USB dongle. And I, I yeah. prayed that maybe no, by don't. some weird miracle, it just worked. And they have released PlayStation 4 versions, but they're bastard pads and they're not going to be to your liking. You're not going to. I've, I've read like that. I've, I've seen the reviews on them and they're pretty no one's pretty happy yeah. with them, but the ones on the PlayStation Three, the ones that had, you know, you can get a couple of the characters on there. I had the Ryu and the Ken one, but they were. There's a Chun Li, wow, those were nice. Zangief. I think it's the original. Oh, eight, I think actually. so. You're right, and they those things were solid, man, and they were nice. But um, the earlier ones were better. The Ken Ryu, mm-hmm. it's the ones that were the Street Fighter Four branded versus the Street Fighter branded ones. I think it was Ken Ryu, Guile, and Chun-Li yeah, mine were the mine were the branded ones because they had the ink logo on there and stuff they wouldn't know right if it's the ink street fighter right. 4 on there and then the the later ones the dalzim so, zangief you know and whatever <clears throat> um uh e-honda yeah, yeah. That, for some reason i don't think there's an e-honda controller <laughs> but there might be um but for those those just said street fighter on them so, or something and it was like it the is, other. so character. there is a change and it's probably not even you know I, i'm sure it's not what 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 he meant but for me the biggest change in a game that I've always hated. Still to this day, it's the bane of my existence, even on the Switch when I'm playing, is this fucking 
mapping those six buttons, bringing that arcade home and having to suffer, you know? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Well, Trees, have you seen that arcade one up upright arcade cabinet you can buy? I'm not. 300 bucks, you can get a Street Fighter cabinet. Them. Are there uh-huh. six button Joy Con controls I can buy? Is there a mod? Uh, no. You know, I already modded it once to put a D pad on there. Is there an L mod for the other side? I can put six buttons on there. <laughs> not in the three by three lineup. God damn it. <laughs> Somebody should make yeah, that. Yeah, why though. not? Um, stick out a little. Yeah. The other thing I want to do when I rematch you, and we will rematch at some point. Um, is I want to play with just a regular PlayStation c- controller. I was using the uh, fight stick, my my uh, Tekken 6 mm-hmm. fight stick, my Hori fight stick that I played you when I played on Street Fighter. And I don't think I'm really good with fight sticks. I like them more for the arcade feel in arcade mm-hmm. games, but I don't like them in fighters. Right. Um, and uh, I was playing with the regular PlayStation controller, uh, or I was playing with the fight stick on Mortal Kombat uh, XL, and I was sucking and hating it. And I switched to the regular controller and I was starting to kick ass. And so that's another thing I gotta mm-hmm. look into. Yeah, I'm definitely used to using a controller now for Street Fighter. It's just the button configuration still screws me. It's yeah. almost like I'm missing a set when I when I rem- you are. when I remember <laughs> to use them with my trigger buttons. Like to this day I still uh I think it's the Duke controller that actually has the white mm-hmm. and black right next to them, so you can kind of do a pseudo three right. on three. But like, who's playing fighting games on the uh, on the Xbox when you can play them on the PS2? But come on, they had Capcom versus uh, SNK, EO, XO, EO, History, Fighters Evolution, 2.0, EX Plus, Alpha, this or that. Hashtag Dash. It was a yeah. good game. But yeah, so all right. Well, why don't we wrap this up? Uh, for the next uh, two weeks. So, yeah, again, check it out on Extra Life. I'll have links up on, uh, probably posted at the top of my Twitter, at the top of um, the Gaming History 101 website. Uh, currently, I don't have any donations other than my group, which is good for gaming. So, nobody's donated yet, but guys, let's really start ramping it up. We got about a month here. Let's get to 150. Like I said, if we can get to 150, um, what I can promise you just right off the bat is I'll do some giveaways. I'll give away a console to anybody who donates more than five bucks. I can guarantee that, and I'll let you pick Dreamcaster, um, N64, um, and uh, and I will. Uh, I will. I promise you this: if we can get to just simple milestones like fifty and a hundred dollars, um, I will make things appear like Cron CD and uh, and uh, that Final Fight uh, version uh, episode, which has like twenty five versions of Final Fight. I've already got all the footage captured uh, and the script written. I just need to make it. Um, I'll, I'll get going on that stuff and I'll release it soon. So let's try to let's try to ring in uh, the pre-Halloween and then everybody just join up with me um, and uh, I'll be playing some some rare stuff and we'll start asking the audience and stuff like that. Um, so please help me out, donate to Child's Play and let's uh, let's hit my goal. Uh, so cool. there you go. Anything else you want to pimp before we get out of here? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Also, hopefully Jam will be back next week for Gaming History 101. If not, I've got a backup plan. So there you go. And uh, we've already recorded, Chase and I already recorded the news. So some of it's going to sound a little dated because we recorded it last week. Um, but uh, hey, whatever. Um, it's retro Ooh. news. Uh, it's it's pretty timeless. Yeah. <laughs> so, Think about retro news. But anyway, all right. Well, then Trees, uh, maybe I'll see you around. Maybe we'll get some, some Switch gaming on. But in the meantime... Uh, 
for two weeks. Alrighty. Here we go. Here's peace out. Later. Well, I don't know if it worked, but it tastes tasted better. Check one, two, check. Okay, we're good. Okay. Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. Ah, yes, the Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. I've heard of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps telling me. <clears throat> I can't drink that shit I was drinking last time. That was too much. Yeah. We're <laughs> both getting a little tired and loopy at the end of that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so what's going on, man? How you been? Uh, good. Good. Yeah. I've been good. Where did I put this fucking... Mm. I have misplaced a sticky note again. Is it stuck to me? Sticky note? Yeah, I live my life in sticky notes. Man. Right? I wish I, wish I was a note taker. I'm, no- I'm a sticky note guy. Things probably would have been different for me. Took notes, you know? Ah, oh, shit. I don't want to have lost that. Here, give me one sec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing that shit where you retrace your steps. Mm-hmm. I had to work out. It didn't benefit me. I remember I left the kitchen <laughs> with my coffee <laughs> and the sticky note in tow. And I've got my notebook here. I have no, I have fucking paper everywhere. I'm a, like you a, don't remember what the sticky note said? I well, it's a list. Oh and that's boy, that's the problem. Oh, we'll talk boy. about it on the show. Sure. But <clears throat> I mean, it's not an end-all, be-all of human existence list. And yes, I do know I'm bouncing in and out of being heard easily. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of list, man? Well, we'll talk about it on the show. Oh, okay. Not to be too cryptic, but if I get into it, then we may as well get into it. Okay. Well, shit. Let's see if I can remember what I can remember. Ooh, here's my script for Final Fight. <laughs> you know what was a damn good game that didn't get much credit? Final Fight. Final Fight. Final fight. Best you, best final fight protagonist? Guy. Guy? Yeah. Some people would argue that. Some people said the Super Nintendo version didn't need Guy. And I was like, yes, he did. They were like, well, they gave you your own damn game with Guy in it. And I was like, yeah. But guy wears a uh, ninja suit with sneakers. <clears throat> he does. <laughs> he he Tucks does. Tucks him in. 90 style. <laughs> I was actually looking. Guy stole his outfit from like he he took like the backup costume from the thriller video. <laughs> That's shit, man. He, he took that shit from breaking breaking two electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, breaking two electric boogaloo. But uh hey, come on man. They put him in uh he graduated, they made, they put him in a street fighter game, so That's true. That's he true. Made it to, he made it to the Alphas. Cody got his stripes. Cody made it to the Alphas. I mean yeah. 
No, Elvis. Yeah, he's in Elvis, and then yeah. now he's in the big boy ones. <sighs> yeah, Where he's a. Isn't he a lawyer now? In five, guy is. No, Cody. Cody. Oh, right. In four, yeah. he he had this this stripes on. Right, he was like the. Oh, was that an alpha that he had the stripes he on? He was alpha. Yeah, it had to be alpha because in Final Fight One, he's in the stripes. So, <clears throat> but then in the new Street Fighter Five, one of his costumes is like a suit because he's like a lawyer. He got out and and became a lawyer. Oh, so he's cosplaying as Phoenix Wright now. Okay, I see how <laughs> Capcom does this. I think I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm making that up, but it sounds good. Know. I don't know what Capcom is doing right now. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. There, there are some great things Capcom's doing, like Resident Evil 2. And then, uh, and, and you know what? Dare I say it? I, it's tragic that people lost their jobs, and I really hope that they can get on their feet. But killing the Dead Rising franchise was probably a smart move. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that had much left in it. Um, no. So. They got three good ones out of it. Yeah, I played the fourth one. It's it's okay. Again, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a tired argument, so I'll just leave it be. But I've always said that you just needed the first one. Yeah, I the said first that one on was, a couple. The first one was uh, pure Capcom wackiness. Yeah, it wasn't like a perfect game, but it was what it needed to be, and they should have just left it there. But that that game's one of those weird games. Like, if you make it to the end. Like that story goes Resident Evil Capcom crazy. <laughs> that story goes just, places. Yeah, yeah you get the. Go, uh, now, when nuts. you say get to the end, do you mean like uh, to a rescue scenario, or you mean doing the thing where the chopper <clears> takes <throat> off and you don't make it and you stay in the mall like seven days or something? That and just the story in general, where you start to get like uh, you know special SWAT <laughs> units in there and there's laser yeah. beam <laughs> bugs. And the night trap scenario, yes. <laughs> just just nutty shit where you just like this went off the rails. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this was me and a mall, and now there's like just it's Capcom, man. Capcom goes nuts, but I love that about Capcom. Yeah, yeah. There's like I said, there's some some good stuff. So all right, well let's say we start the show and we can we can chat about this, uh this and many more. Many more things. All full right. of stuff. Full of stuff to chat about. Always. Here we go. Yeah, and I have no notes and I'm not mad about anything. I love it. I'm not mad about anything. It's, it's fall. It's a new I'm world. I'm happy. When my daughter's birthday, my daughter's birthday, my daughter's named Autumn, and her birthday's on the first day of autumn most years. Once her birthday hits, there's mm-hmm. no reason to be upset there's until, no like, fucking summer comes back around to it its around. ugly, hot-ass head around. But for a long time, I'm good. Nice. Um, I like it. Yeah. So, All right. Well, then we'll take a five-second break and uh, and get it going. <laughs> Maybe I'll find my goddamn note. 